This week on Nintendo Main, we have a special guest backstage gaming with us, and we're going to talk about those new Switch designs. Fuck Shinra, I'm a being soldier. If I'm a Luigi guy, does that make me a bug man? Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 164. We are your hosts. I'm Trey Fortnite Police Johnson. I'm Jeremy, three times Steve McCaskey. <laughs> I'm John, don't deal with the devil knitter. Oh, oh. Can you make me sound demonic there? <laughs> <laughs> That's alliteration. You guys are asking for all the all these effects and stuff, man. And uh, those, other, those other voices that you heard in the background are our special guests this week. Backstage... I'm- Gaming. Oh. I'm Dylan and Punishment Star Successor Gregory. Oh. Boo. <laughs> Love it. And, and I'm Chris Swimming in Frame Data Wilson. Oh. Frame Data. What is uh what exactly what exactly is uh frame data? It's a uh, fighting game. Fighting game stuff. Oh okay. Yeah, I, cool. I'll I'll get into why I said that when we get to the whole games you've been playing. Oh okay. Bit. Cool. So so we have Chris and Dylan here from Backstage Gaming Podcast. And uh, would you guys just like to tell the people at home what what your show is and what you guys do? Yeah, yeah. we are uh, we are both working actors and also big old nerds who likes who likes games a lot. Uh, and so we every week take about an hour and talk about some aspect of like how games tell stories or how games build immersion. Because you know, as actors, we're theater makers who are doing that kind of thing, just in a different medium. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Dylan? Uh, no, you've pretty much nailed it. Woo! I figured you would. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And you guys were, uh, you guys did the live show with us a couple weeks ago at uh, Beat yeah. Kitchen for a C2E2 promo. Right. And I really liked that topic you chose, by the way. It's, like I said at the show, I, I really like when people uh, talk smack about Sega. <laughs> always, always. I like, like Sega, but I love It's shit easy talk to about talk it. smack about. Uh, <laughs> well, they, it really is. Well, they had some, you know, they had some ideas. That you know mm-hmm. they they did some things. They're kind of like I mean, I'm I'm sure you guys said this on on your show, but they're they're like Nintendo but non successful. You know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, because Nintendo does weird stuff too, but it works most of the time. You know, but they're skating mostly on memories at this point. Sega. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got Yakuza. I mean, they, they got have Yakuza yeah. and, uh, <laughs> uh, Valkyria Chronicles too. Don't forget about oh, that one. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's a uh, um, that was on my list of best releases for Switch last year. Fantasy um, Star Online Two is a thing in Japan. Yeah, <laughs> I I I wish that that was. I don't think there's an English translation for it because I'd really no. like to try to figure that out because I always really wanted to play the Fantasy Star Online games for uh, the GameCube and I never did. Yeah. And plus, I never had a modem for the GameCube either. But that was always something I wanted to get into. We actually, we, yeah, we, for, we, I forgot the GameCube had a modem. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah, you had to buy it. <laughs> it Also it. had a keyboard. 
You had to buy it separately, <laughs> and like it, it was this little like cube that you like stuck in the bottom of it. Like, uh, if you if you have a have a GameCube still, look at the bottom. There's like three or four different like compartments that you can take off, and there's things that you could like mm-hmm. plug in at the bottom there. Almost it, like the Genesis. Yeah, it's always weird. <laughs> and it like came came rushing back to me, but I was. <laughs> it, a lot of times, uh, I mean, a lot of Nintendo stuff would have like weird little plugs and stuff that never went anywhere. Like, I think there's some extra plugs on the on the Wii U pad as well, and like just on the NES too. And and oh wow, oh, yeah, all the way back to the NES. And and on the bottom of the 64, of course, there's like the plug for the DD. You know that didn't come yeah. around, but they had it there for like any That's sort of. That's the only whatever. one I was aware of. Yeah. But the GameCube yeah. had a bunch of shit too that you could plug into the bottom. Well, well, well. Also, I mean, that's where you ended up putting the um, the Game Boy Player once that came out. Yep. So, mm. which is still I've talked about it a million times, but it's still like one of my favorite pieces of hardware. It's yeah. so cool. It's like <laughs> all of the stuff they did with the GameCube of like the Game Boy Player and the uh, the the cord to connect. I don't remember what the the branded term was, but the connectivity with the Game Boy Advance was like so cool. Mm. I think it was just like what the GBA to cube uh, connector or something like that. It, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what that. Yeah, I remember the term connectivity being tossed around a lot. Yeah, yeah. they did. They did say that. I think lot. that was the the term. Yeah, their first yeah. stab at what the Wii U would be eventually. And yeah, yeah, that one would fail in a different way. Yeah. <laughs> I really Shame. wish. Uh, I mean, I, they're probably not going to do it, but I mean, they they really should re-release that Four Swords game for GameCube and make it online. Capable, oh, yeah. you know that would be that a lot of fun. capable on the Switch would be absolutely didn't, choice. Didn't they re-release that on the 3DS? Like it, it was did. a limited run thing. I think it was oh, really? free. Also, I think it was the Game Boy Advance ah, one, though. It wasn't the GameCube one. Like I want the oh, game, okay. I want the GameCube one. Yeah, the, the one that was the, like the, the more Four Swords Adventures. One. That was like yeah, yeah, that one. I played a lot of that game. I think the closest thing we're going to get to that is uh, Crystal Chronicles is getting a yeah. release. Oh, I forgot about that. That's oh, yeah, so no, cool. it is. It is. Actually, well, this is a news item, but we can say it now. Oh, I, don't okay. know, I don't know if you guys saw this, but speaking of GameCube stuff, like this just came around this week, but Cell Damage is coming out this week. Do you remember? Yeah, does anybody remember Cell that. Damage? It was like a GameCube release oh, game. Yeah, I, like, I, I came didn't out. remember it, but then I clicked on the link, and oh my god, I'm in 2002 again. <laughs> yeah, it, it's only like it's only like 9.99. I actually thought about getting it just for shits and giggles, but I feel it. It's That's like sick. but it's like yeah, it's like um, Twisted Metal, but it's all like uh, cell shaded, and it's like cartoon characters. But I remember this. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you remember this, Jeremy, right? This was like one of the very first GameCube games. Like this was a launch title, practically. Like, I remember it coming out and just, like, being one of those things that's just like, oh, yeah, there's that. We don't really know anything about it. We don't want to pay 50 bucks for it or whatever. But, (laughs) but yeah, they were like... The the graphical style was very compelling. It was compelling. Yeah, yeah. It was one of the first cell-shaded games, and so much so that they put cell in the title. Yeah, (laughs) cell It's kind of funny. One of those antiquated things, like... Trying to sell it. Cell-shaded now. Yeah. Yeah, They're trying to sell it. But that's another another GameCube game to uh, to the Switch. And the uh, what was what's it? Uh, Sphinx and the Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy is on sale too. Oh yeah, I if saw you that. I haven't too. got that. I got I got that game. It's um, it's it's okay. It's I, I got <laughs> okay. it. I got it right after I got uh. What, what was the other one that I was like, just kept talking about? Onimusha. Yeah, Onimusha. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Onimusha Warlords. Like they just released that too. So I was coming off of that into Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, and it just. It, it just was, it's just not as good, you know, like, uh, I think Onimusha yeah. has aged really well, it's still a lot of fun to play, like, I didn't, it didn't feel dated at all to me, really, I mean, I guess there's, mm-hmm. like, the, I mean, there's, like, the static camera angles, but that didn't really bother me, you know, but there was not, whereas, like, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy, like, some of the, 
some of the stuff you have to do is just like out there. Like I would never be really? able to figure it out without looking at a guide, you know? And I, I, was, I was always interested in it because like visually it reminded me of Prince of Persia. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it looks, it looks good. And and I think the cursed mummy stuff is the most fun on there, but mm. some of the Sphinx stuff is just weird. Like you just don't, I, I would have never known, like you get like this little trap thing where you have to catch some monsters and you have to use them to solve puzzles, but it doesn't tell you that. You kind of oh. you kind of have to figure that out if you look at a guide or whatever. So very so, like, so very like '90s adventure game type logic. Yeah, there's not really they don't really tell you a lot of things that you're supposed to do. Mm. You're just supposed to somehow mm. figure it out, and it's like I don't know. I prefer games that I can just. Well, of course, I think most people do ones that you can just play without without a guide. Right. You know, right. Yeah. Just find your way through. Which what uh, I remember of it, and I played it on the GameCube years ago, uh, was that it wasn't necessarily a bad game. It just didn't hold my attention, so I played it for. A couple hours, and then I just never picked it up again. And mm. not, mm. I don't know. It just was unremarkable, I guess. Well you, didn't, <laughs> well, you didn't even, if you only played a couple hours, you didn't even make it to the mummy stuff. I made it to the mummy. Oh, because the mummy's not till, like, it's not till, like, maybe, like, I don't know, like, almost 10 hours in, it felt like. Really? Yeah, it took me a long time to get to the mummy. Maybe to I get never to did the, make to it get to the mummy, mummy part. Because <laughs> the mummy stuff is... It's the, a long time ago. No, because the mummy stuff is the best part of the game. Like, that's... That stuff is still really cool, where, like, you're basically an indestructible character, and you have to, like, you know, smash yourself or, like, catch on fire, get electrocuted or whatever to uh, solve puzzles. And I think that's really cool. But then there's the Sphinx stuff that's just kind of like a generic, you know, 90s adventure game, like you were saying. So Mm. it's kind of like... I have a a co-worker who does not really play video games at all. I think she said she has a PS2, but she hasn't bought a system since then. And whenever we talk about video games, she always brings this one up as Mm. one of her favorites, so... Mm. It's got it's special to some people. Yeah. No, I mean I, I I get it. I mean I think it looks good. And I like I said, the mummy stuff totally outshines everything else. It's just it it's sounding like one of those games you need to blow a summer or two on. Yeah. And like then you'll have like very special memories of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well it's it's on sale though. Like I think it originally came out at thirty. I don't know how they you know, the Switch won't show you like what the price is if you already bought it, so yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much on sale it is, but I mean I thought it was pretty cheap to begin with. So I think I saw it was twenty three. Okay. I just looked at it today. Okay, mm. that makes sense. But uh, yeah, let, <laughs> we've uh, we haven't got quite to uh, talk about our games, but that's fine. A uh, little side note about GameCube and all that stuff. But let's start the show how we normally do and talk about what we've been playing this week. Uh, I'll go first. I beat Turok last night. Turok Dinosaur Hunter on Nintendo Switch. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I don't know Classic. if you guys knew. I mean, I'm sure you guys knew that game was out, right? I feel like everyone I mentioned it to, they're like, "Really, Turok? Like the original one?" I'm like, "Yeah, the 64 one, man. <laughs> you can play it portable now. It's fun. <laughs> Such a wild game. <laughs> no, it's man, it's super wild. Like I had no idea how wild it got. Like uh, full spoilers for Turok Dinosaur Hunter. It's like uh, over 20 years old, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think the I think the statute of limitations on those is probably good. Man, that, that game that game gets fucking weird at the end. Like. Like toward like that sixth and seventh level, they just kind of throw everything at you. Like there's like one level that is just like all new guys, and there are there are dinosaurs with guns attached to their hands. Oh and my I, god! I know Jeremy was talking that you had seen that before, and and they're in there. Yeah, they're towards the end. But yeah, they have like uh, <laughs> big blasters like attached to their hands, and they run around and shoot you. So good! It's, it's amazing. So good. But no, and also and also there's a uh, there's like guys who ride uh, uh, triceratops that have rocket launchers on them also. There's there's those guys that you fight, which is pretty amazing, and uh, and you fight you fight a giant T Rex like that has uh, all sorts of guns and stuff on it at, at the end so as, as a second I'm to last it, boss. 
Sorry. Go ahead. I'm hearing it's time to get this game off of my wish list and into my cart. <laughs> oh no, it's you, really good. No, you should play it. It's no, like seriously, like I, yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I had some nostalgia for Turok or whatever, but I think it's still, I think it's still good, and I think it's still fun to play. And I, I mean, granted, I like old school shooters better than new school shooters, very much mm-hmm. so. That's why, I like, I love Doom so much, like the new Doom that they did, because it felt a lot more like the old Doom. And of course, you, oh, yeah. you were at the live show, you heard me talk forever about Doom 64 and all that, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I mean, I, I always loved Turok and playing it again. I'm like, man, like Turok did a lot of shit. Like they did a lot of crazy shit. And anybody who like, like throws shade at Turok, like, I think you're wrong. I think it's a good game still. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's like one of those things that was just cool for the time. I think it's still cool. Like at the, in the very last level, there's like anti-gravity levels where you like go through like, <laughs> where you're like yeah, floating they- around and going through different tunnels and stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Like I didn't, I didn't realize that like you pretty much end up in like a, I mean, it doesn't tell you, but you pretty much end up in an alien spaceship at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> is what it That's feels That's what I like. remember yeah. liking most about Turok on the 64 is just like, Yes, it's got all that like high speed and like high intensity sh- shooter, you know, Doom style old school shooter stuff, but yeah. it's also got like some pretty compelling platforming going on in it too. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I know a lot of people talk about the platforming being bad. I don't think it's bad. I, like I, I, uh, it's. I mean, it's it, it's older, but I mean, it. I don't. I didn't feel like it was broken or anything. Like I was able to platform better than I think I did when I was a kid. When I was like seventeen, yeah, it's it's slightly janky, but like it's learnable jank. Mm-hmm. It's not just buggy it's like it's weird but once you get used to the way that it's weird it's really like it clicks and you can do it really well yeah because there is a lot of there's a lot of platforming stuff in there and there are a couple times where i got a little frustrated with it because you know the ones and i mentioned it last week where like you're jumping through a thing and then you fall down and you go like you don't die but you go like way down to the bottom then you gotta climb back up and then start over again like those those things are always kind of hard to deal with and it's, you know, there's no, like, save anywhere thing in this one. They made it exactly like it was originally. There's checkpoints, and there's, you know, a good amount of save stations, but you have to go to those to save. You can't just save whenever. So there's that difference. But aside from that, I had a, I had a lot of fun playing it. And I found I found the Chrono Scepter. I finally got the whole thing together. I mentioned that last week, that I was collecting those Chrono Scepter parts. But mm-hmm. Chrono Scepter is like the, you know, the big extra weapon that you get at the end of the game. And if you have that, you beat the final guy in three hits. Like, it's really just oh. like he's gone. <laughs> so I went back and played it again without using the Chrono Scepter, and he's really not that hard after that. I, th- I think the, the T-Rex with all the with all the weapons on him before that was a harder boss, but... But, yeah. No, it's it's a blast to play. Like, if you want to go back to 1997 and remember what it was like to play Turok, like, I, I think it's a pretty... I don't know. I, th- I think it's pretty out there for its time, though. Like, it's totally, like... Yeah, I mean it's it's impressive, like just all the shit that they did, and like there's with the sixth level that has the uh, treetop village. There's a part where you just like keep going down and down and down. It's like a more vertical level, like that's really cool too. There's there's a lot of really interesting design ideas in there. I'm really excited to play Turok Two again because my memories of Turok Two are not good. Like I thought that game sucked <laughs> when it came out. So, and then I never and I didn't play three. I, I liked Rage Wars. So I thought that was fun. That was the multiplayer one that they did. Which I wish, How long ago was the last Turok game? I don't know. I didn't play anything. Didn't they have one that. on like PS2 or something. Well, there, yeah, there was one on GameCube, which sucked. I played that one, but then there was another one. There was like a newer one that was on like PS3, I think, and I didn't play that one. But it was all about the first one, man. Like that was the best one. Like they just, I don't think they could outdo it after that. But, <laughs> but the big, my big problem with two is I think that it didn't run that well at the time. Like it used the expansion pack, but it still had really bad like frame rate and all that and. 
And if mm. they can like clean it up and make it smoother, maybe it'll be more fun to play. That's that's why I'm excited about playing it again. But yeah, no, I made it made it to the credits in Turok. It's a it's yeah, it's a blast to play. It's probably like probably like ten hours or less to play through, but I think it's I'd highly recommend it if you like if you like old school shooters. It feels a lot like yeah, it feels a lot like Doom actually. Like even it's faster than Doom sixty four even, I think. Like that game is still super fast, which I think is great. And and yeah, those last couple levels really felt like it just like all of a sudden it just became doom because you're in this big like this big like metal complex thing and it feels like something out of doom like all of a sudden you're in like hell or something with all these weird dinosaur creatures running around and there's like giant crabs that you find at one point like they really <laughs> they hold a lot of their weird characters to the end of the game but yeah <laughs> and then they throw them all at you at once it feels like after <laughs> that but that's fun I mean I like those type of games that's basically how the new doom was you know where it's like. It's like, oh, you just fought 20 demons. Here's 30, you know, <laughs> trying to try to get through these. So, yeah, so it was a blast to play, and I, I made it to the credits on that one. So, so yeah, yeah. you guys should definitely check it out. Um, let's see. What else What else did I, do I have on my list? Well, I guess I can uh, I could talk about C2E2, as I was saying earlier. So a um, friend of the show, uh, Kevin Fair, I play games. He uh, you know, he's been on the show a couple times. He had a video game area in the middle of C2E2, and I volunteered on Friday to come help him out. And uh, I basically, you know, I got there and I was like, hey, uh, I was like, hey, do you get to do you get to like ask like where you're going to be assigned or whatever? And they're like, no, we'll just put you wherever. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, I'll be better if you put me in the Nintendo systems. And they basically put me on the Xbox <laughs> area. And I'm like, I I don't even have an Xbox. I don't know anything about this. But I got I got put by the um I got put by the uh what do you call it um the mutant football league area which oh, cool. which you know we had Rebecca on the show who worked on that game so so I knew some, somewhat about the game so I was able to talk about it but the main thing which is what I said as my nickname earlier was uh, I was basically on Fortnite patrol like uh, there was <laughs> we, we don't have internet on the system so if anybody tries to download Fortnite it's basically going to freeze the Xbox and we have to restart it so oh good so I basically was Fortnite police I had to like just tell people not to try to download Fortnite because you're going to break <laughs> the system and we have to restart the system so that was me it kind of felt it felt like when I used to bounce at the owl and I'd have to like throw people out <laughs> for doing coke in the bathroom it's like the same thing I'm just <laughs> walking around trying to find people looking for looking for Fortnite. I mean, it's just as addictive. They just need their fix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nerdy kids at a convention trying to illicitly download Fortnite onto the convention Xboxes is like, that's like Gen Z in a nutshell right there. Oh, yeah, dude. Trust me. Like, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I stopped at least 10 people from downloading Fortnite on there. Because the, the first thing they do is hit the menu button and try to see what other games are on there. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, we only got one game on there. We don't have internet. Uh, you can't download Fortnite. Sorry. There was actually one kid who tried to download Overwatch. So it was nice to see a little change in there. <laughs> of the one, one guy trying to download something else. But yeah, everybody else was, was all about Fortnite. But some people stayed and played football and all that. But it's just amazing like how many tr- people just try to fucking jump to Fortnite. Right, and you get there. There it's are like, other games out there, kids. Yeah, come on, man. And I thought, <laughs> yeah, but the other games don't have tiny men doing the funny flossing dance. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's just I felt like I was Fortnite patrol, patrol all day. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but I got to but I got to walk around around a little bit before I did that. I, I saw Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. I don't know if you cool. guys are aware of Troma, but I saw a picture of you. They're, awesome. they're uh, yeah, they're an independent company from New York, and Lloyd Kaufman's crazy old director who's been making movies since the 60s and he's always oh, super cool nice nice to see so 
He said he was looking for scripts, so John, if you got any weird shit, uh, send it send it his way. <laughs> nice, absolutely, yeah. So was he there promoting Shape Fears uh, Shitstorm? Yes, he was. Uh, he actually had a yeah. panel, which I couldn't go to it because I was working for Kev. Like that was during my time with Kevin, so I couldn't go. And I didn't know that he had a panel, so I wish I would have went. But apparently, they showed some footage from Shakespeare Shitstorm there, and they also showed footage from uh, the Newcomb High remake part two, which they haven't, which hasn't. You can't buy it anywhere yet. You know, so that one's still kind of out there. They're still doing the theater circuit with that. But uh, I talked to like the main guy who was running the booth there for a while, and he said that they, uh, he said that it's edited. Like there's a version of it. You know, there's like a rough cut that they have of Shakespeare Shitstorm, and he said it's pretty amazing, and it looks like it. And it's funny because last year when I saw when I saw Lloyd, he was like, uh, he told me that that was gonna be his last movie, and this year he's like asking people for scripts and stuff. So he's obviously not, I, I knew that was, I knew that was only going to be that time that he said that. Cause he said that a bunch of other times before he's like the Terry Funk of directors. You know, he just can never retire. Like he keeps saying <laughs> that he will, but then he doesn't, you know, so hopefully he'll go on forever. But yeah, it's, it's always nice to see those guys. And uh, yeah, I saw, I saw a lot of uh, Gwen Stacy outfits, uh, spider Gwen. I'm sure you guys saw mm-hmm. that too. There's a lot of spider Gwen. That was probably the most. I think that was the most I saw of any costume. I saw two tingles in one day. That was crazy. There wow. were some very good tingles. tingles. Yeah, there were some <laughs> very good tingle cosplays. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, I saw two tingles on Friday, which I was like, "Wow, I didn't think I'd see any," but I saw two. So there. I hope they were just prancing around together. <laughs> one of them did proper. have the three balloons. Yeah, yes. I think that's the same guy that I saw. Yeah, because he had the big clock too. Yep, as it was real was. good. Yeah, he he looked like Flavor Flav, but like tingle version. Yeah. Was he yeah. middle aged? Was it like you know, yes. role? Yeah. yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> and you and you guys were there too. What what was some interesting stuff that you saw at the C two E? Um, I got to the the peak for me is I got my old microphone signed by uh, the Loading Ready Run crew who were there. They're a group of internet sketch comedians and streamers and podcasters out of Victoria, Canada, that I have been a fan of for like the better part of ten or twelve years. Uh. And I did not know they were going to be there until like the day before. So I took uh, took my old podcasting mic and got them to sign it for me, which was super cool. Oh, nice! Yeah, I never thought about doing that. We could have a <laughs> I could I could have my mic signed by Retronauts when we see them at uh, MGC. Yeah, there you be, go. It'd be weird. Be a weird thing to do. I also uh, speaking of signing, I bought I bought Sergeant Kabuki Man NYPD on day on DVD and had Lloyd Kaufman sign that. So nice because I already I had it on VHS, but I didn't. I never got a DVD version of it. So. I, every time I go there, I try to buy something for him to sign and just to support the, the the company as well. And I bought a Toxic Avenger shot glass as well. So yeah, no, that's cool. Getting a, did they use one of the silver? Did they have like the silver sharpie then for your microphone? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was, was very cool. Say they uh, have to. Are you using it right else? now, or is it like in a glass case? No, that was I. <laughs> I have a, a slightly upgraded microphone now that I'm actually using to record. But it, w- it was my first like condenser mic. Uh, that I don't use as much anymore, but I was like, you know what? This is this will make it into something that, like, when I get to use it, I'll be like, oh yes, Memories. good, nice. I got to talk to people that I admire. <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny, like having you know having somebody like he didn't invent that microphone, but it's just like, but it works, you know. Where it's like, hey, he had this you inspired me here, sign this old microphone. I exactly, exactly. Just, I always find I that everybody I like sign my Bibles. <laughs> your, your bibles are you talking about trump yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need him on this show no 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 downer no downers here no we do have that donkey trump article we could talk about while we're on the subject are we are we gonna get there or are we doing it now 
<laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Let's go ahead. Talk about. Lay it on us here, John. What What is that article? Oh, yeah. So, uh, brief bit of news. Oh, I did there see was, this. Yeah. So I guess there's a festival in Spain where they 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 build uh, like statues and they burn them down for some reason. I didn't get too oh, far geez. into it, but one of the, oh yeah, somebody, yeah yeah. No, I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> yeah yeah. Somebody built a Donkey Kong Donald Trump. Yeah, it was actually a pretty nice looking statue. They put a lot of work it's, into it. And it's very it unsettling. It yeah, <laughs> like I'd recommend you all click on that link in the uh, in the Google Drive and just appreciate how bad it is to look at. <laughs> Looking at it right now, the best touch is the Mario with the sombrero. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Right. No, I mean that's that's amazing. Like I feel like that would be something I would see it like. I don't know. It's it's some it's some like crazy uh, park. What like, a wonderful picture! It will surely bring the fondest of memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad they had to burn it. No, it is designed really well. Did you guys see anything else while you were there at C two E two? So I I got the ticket in the the raffle at the live event that we were uh, at. So I I didn't really have much of a plan. I was just kind of coasting my way. But I ran into like four other friends from cleveland who were just there arbitrarily we didn't plan that at all so i (laughs) I spent saturday with them but like that's like the biggest the biggest thing i have to talk about yeah i forgot that you won tickets at the at the event like yeah i'll i I won an i won a water bottle which i i gave to jeremy but but yeah yeah, i mean good that's that's that's, i got a rock (laughs) oh yeah there it is it's a yeah no it's it made it totally worth the I mean aside from like getting exposure and all that but still you know winning tickets also is, is amazing to get to get to go there did did you go to any panels did you see any of the any, um, did you go see Paul Rudd he was there I, I I I only really went to uh, one panel uh, I went to the Afrofuturist panel where a bunch of uh, black content creators were talking about like what Afrofuturism is as a concept and how it can differ from what was seen in Black Panther. Mm. It was a really um, good panel. It was a really cool. good panel. Um, the, like the, lead, the lead guy from Run DMC was there. Oh, cool. It was, it was pretty awesome. cool. I dug it. Is that Run, then? DJ Run? Or no? I don't, was, know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the Darryl. names of them. Oh, Daryl, okay. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember the nice. name. Yeah. No, that's that's dope. Yeah. I was, uh, I, there was... There were a couple I was going to try to go to, but they were just too early, so I just went... I just went later, but I feel it. Yeah. But uh, I made sure and, you know, I, I spread our, some, uh, I'm sure you guys had promo stuff for, uh, backstage gaming, right? Did you, did you Unfortunately, throw, throw no. anything around? Like I went to the, uh, I went to the, there was the Chicago podcasters unite meetup thing on Friday. Uh, and they were handing out the programs from the live show that had all our stuff in it, but I have not gotten my shit together enough to get like, cards or things printed so oh, okay should probably do that at some point that would be a good <laughs> thing to have i just uh i just buy like a a business card paper from like staples or whatever and mm. just uh design it and print it off on my computer that's that's that how makes i've been sense. doing it but i did uh I, I when i when i had a i bought like a ten dollar turkey sandwich because everything's stupidly expensive there yep and I, I sat down at a table and there's a big pile of like comics and stuff like that so i like i put our cards like buy all that stuff so Nice. And also Smart. also on the iPlay Games uh, table that they had, I, I spread our stuff around there, too. Like, put a bunch of cards of uh, of a Nintendo Main and Honey, Honey Darling show and all that. So, hopefully somebody found it. I don't know. Either that or the janitors threw it away at the end of the night. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Try to, try to put something up, some stuff up there. But, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a good time, aside from the Fortnite stuff. There was a pretty big presence of Smash Brothers, of course, happening there. 
Oh yeah. yeah. And uh I think I I think I mentioned you guys, to you guys, but there's like a Smash Brothers thing tonight too at a oh. Emporium in uh, Logan Square if you're not doing anything. You want to come hang? So well, like I'm in Cleveland now, so <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I would, but I have to work tomorrow morning unfortunately. Oh, sure. So, yeah. Cool. No problem. And uh, actually, well, a couple I uh, let me talk about a couple more games and then we'll and then we'll uh you guys talk about what you've been playing. Um so uh, this guy has to do with C2E2 also. So I don't know if you guys took the shuttle there, like uh like you know, there's a shuttle that goes like to the actual McCormick place and all that. I, I ended up taking like the green line to the shuttle, but on the way back on the shuttle, I just played uh, I played Final Fantasy IX on the Switch, and I felt pretty cool because nice. everybody else was like on their phone, and I have this giant portable that I'm just like rocking <laughs> with the, and you know all the lights were off in the bus, and like it was probably the brightest thing in there, and I'm like I don't I'm like I don't fucking care. I had a long day. I'm just gonna sit here and <laughs> fight some monsters while you uh <laughs> while you guys are staring at your phones, and I felt I felt pretty cool doing that. But <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've been playing Final Final Fantasy IX like a little bit more. Like it it took me a minute to get into it, but I think it's I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's been uh it's been kinda like my chill game. Like it's been like that Valkyrie or Chronicles or Phoenix Wright that I've been playing like when I just wanna relax. So which I actually I got to the fake credits of Phoenix Wright. I love Phoenix Wright, so I'm just I'm racking my brain being like, Were there false credits in Phoenix Wright? Oh yeah, well I mean there's when in the very first one, after you get through the fourth uh trial, there's credits, but then it's like wait, and then there's there's a fifth trial. Oh right, the the DS exclusive case. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is it? Okay. I don't know. I'm playing it on Switch, so I don't, so I, I haven't okay. played it all the way through DS. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, to explain real quick, uh, in Japan, the games were originally released on the Game Boy Advance, yes. and so when they re-released for the DS, they added the fifth case to it. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Nice. I, I'm glad I had you guys on here to let me know. <laughs> uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you know, uh, so it's, it's coming out for Switch, it's not out in America, but I bought it through the Japanese eShop, so I've been playing it for the past, like, month. Like way ahead of everybody else because it has English translations, and if you feel like playing the game again, like it's really worth playing. Like it's a, uh, like they you know they like upscaled everything. Like all the art looks really good on it. It's all in HD now, so I think it's really I think cool. This, I think this will be like my fourth or fifth time through those games, and I will happily <laughs> play them again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like I bought it for, for thirty bucks through the through the Japanese eShop. It's coming out like second week of April, I think, in America. Mm-hmm. But I was like. Yeah, it came out in February, like on like on the Japanese eShop, and I'm like, I'm not waiting. And I just like I I don't know, I like telling everybody that it's I'm like I'm like go get it. I'm like you can get it now if you have a Japanese account, just go get it, man. It's right, right. And you won't you won't really pay much more. I mean, I don't think I I mean I think I paid like maybe a couple extra dollars to get a to get a Japanese credit card through uh, PlayAsia or whatever to put the points on mm-hmm. there. But but it's really easy, you know. You just go and buy like an eShop card, and then they just send yeah. you the number. You don't have to wait or anything, you know. And then you get it, and it's uh yeah, but so yeah, so that's where the fake credits are. I didn't, <laughs> I was, I was not aware of the. Uh, well, I knew it came out on Game Boy Advance, but I didn't know about the. Uh, that's how it right, is. Right. But so yeah, I'm on the extra case right now of the of the first game, and I'm still having a lot of fun with it. It's uh, it's a doozy. super <laughs> super charming and a lot of fun. Yeah, I mentioned before that it's like it's like anime without without a uh, actual voices. You know, mm-hmm. is what it feels like. But yeah, no, that that's a lot of fun to play. So I got to see two credits this week. Saw Turok and uh, and that. <laughs> oh, and also like I took a I took a total like pivot. I know last week I was talking about like how I was going to get like maybe like an indie game on sale, or I was going to get like the uh, Blaster Master Zero Two that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Instead, I just totally went the complete opposite way and bought Crypt of the Necrodancer. 
<laughs> because uh because I was incredibly intrigued by that trailer with uh with Link and uh Zelda in there of like the new cadence of Hyrule like I was really I don't know. Mm. I was really interested in it. So I just went and bought the original one for 1999. And uh yeah, I'm 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 not very good at it, but I think it's fun. It's like I don't know if you guys have played it, but it's like uh you know, it's like a rhythm it's a rhythm game, but you're like going through a dungeon and it's like it's like randomly generated and it kind of reminds me a lot of like Dead Souls, but like with rhythm, sort of. I guess <laughs> it's a good way to, <laughs> or like Enter the Gungeon, like like those type games. Mm. But uh, yeah, I played no, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like it's a, uh, I, I I still suck at it, but but I think it's fun to mess <laughs> around with. So, but yeah, no, I was just so interested in the Zelda one that I had to that I had to get that. So, so I got that one a couple of days ago, and of course I preloaded Yoshi's Crafted World for this comes mm. that comes out this Friday. So, which will actually be streaming that. Thursday night at eleven when it releases. Reviews for that started dropping today. Oh, I didn't give it a seven point eight. Okay, we just point one behind. Uh, what was it? Um, double Mario dash. Kart Double Dash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they really should get rid of those points. They're so dumb. They're. I, I think mean, we had we, an episode we, about that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago about just like just how pointless the game, like most game rating systems are. <laughs> Yeah, actually, we did a bit where I would just like I would pick a random article about a like a middlingly reviewed game and mm-hmm. read it like read the opening and closing paragraphs to Dylan and just be like, guess what it is? Guess what they rated it out of ten? Yeah, and it's not a thing you can really do. Seven point eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's pretty much an eight. I don't know, and I and I and even bothers like when people do out of five too. Like that's kind of like annoying because it's not, it's, it's it's not quite an eight though. It's like I three. Remember that, <laughs> it's not quite. I remember that being a a meme for a while on, and I don't see it as much anymore on message boards. But it used to be like mm-hmm. it was okay, eleven out of ten IGN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's more you it's more. I feel like the the bigger side of it is like this was terrible. I hate this game. This game killed my dog. Five out of ten. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. I think Why the, do we have four through one? I know, right? I think I think what was it? A uh, China Warrior like got a two out of ten one time back when they were uh, reviewing Virtual Console stuff on Wii. Like I know that one got a really low review. And Ninja Bread Man from for Wii. I don't know if you remember that. There's game. I forgot really about Ninja Bread Man. Ninja Bread Man. That the Wii Shovelware. You find some of the lowest scores you'll ever find. Oh on man, we. The Wii was a very cool idea for a console that just got like buried in shovelware. Well, I mean, the Switch is kind of there too, man. Have you look? Have you looked on the eShop? I mean, there's a clock. Like you can buy a clock for the Switch. Like seriously, it was oh on sale. God. I found it on there. Finally. That's how I found it. But no, there, there's already a clock on the Switch. It's in the menu. It's in the corner. <laughs> it says what time it is. But you can buy an actual clock game for like five dollars. That's the dumbest thing ever. Come on. I guess you it's could so buy like dumb. an. I guess you could buy an Animal Crossing clock for the 3DS too. So I mean, I guess <laughs> doesn't that, add to the feng stupid shui as well. But no, I mean it was yeah. just an it was just an app that you'd open on your 3DS and it told you what time yeah, it was yeah. and like Nook like smiled at you or whatever. You could also know. do like calculate. There was like calculators and there's yeah, there's a calendar as well. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, shovelware is still here for sure, especially on the Switch. Like I said. Just look at some of those. There was a Santa tracker that was on sale <laughs> for ninety nine oh cents. God, right? It's like what? Like <laughs> some of that stuff just makes me wonder what what exactly is the process that they go through to say yes or no. Like I was looking today at the shop and I saw a Siggy again, which that's clearly a, a ripoff of Mario. Like the design 
of the character, it's it's just Mario in a, a knight outfit. Yeah. Well, and I'm like, did, <laughs> did they really look at this? That you know, probably not. How is this allowed? I don't think they, I don't think they care. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of port banging on the Switch. Like, oh, put Resident Evil 2 on Switch. Put uh, this game on Switch. So maybe there's someone out there who's like a calculator. I need that on my Switch. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I think I, I figured a lot of it was just like throwing shit at the wall, you know, to see what sticks. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, what kind of like what can we whip up in like a week and, and like see if it'll people will buy it? I always figured it was that it's like kind of like, you know, it's it's sort of it's just like it's a scam almost, you know, it's yeah. it's it's like when Mario when Mario Tennis Aces was announced. And then and then the next day you see this really crappy generic looking game called Tennis appears on, on the <laughs> Nintendo eShop. And I figured that somebody was like, hey, there's going to be some kid that really, really wants that Mario Tennis game, and they might buy our shitty tennis game in the meantime, and we'll make like a 100 bucks off of it or something, you know, if we sell like yeah. 10 copies. Or, mm-hmm. I figured that's kind of how it works, especially in the digital, you know, the digital age that we live in now, that it's like, hey, we don't even have to waste money on, on making a physical copy. We'll just throw it on there, you know? I, re- I remember, and I think this might also be part of it, but like, I remember my brother asked for like, it wasn't even a Wii game, but he asked for, like, Ace Combat. And our uncle got us, like, a shovelware dogfighting game for the Wii. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I think I think that, like, also leads into it. Like, parents are going to be like, oh, you want a tennis game? Here, here's your tennis game. I got you that game you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking, actually, this is kind of a news thing, too. This just reminded me of it. But there's a game coming out tomorrow, actually, called Ultra Wings that totally looks like a Pilot Wings ripoff. <laughs> like the same the same sort of thing it's like 20 bucks it to- it looks incredibly generic and kind of amazing and if it was and if it's ever on sale for like five dollars i might get it just to just to fuck around with it but all right but yeah no i mean yeah they they've been doing they've been doing that for a while oh yeah and there was like a there's like a wii sports resort knockoff also that was on there <laughs> called like summer games or something like that i don't know people like but... ultra wings on steam it looks like oh do they it up. Oh, okay. maybe it's like on steam Maybe it's like a homage game then, mm-hmm. like uh, fast racing, R- Neo mm-hmm. RMX. It's been a while. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like Stardew a... Valley. Yeah, yeah. Well, that Which was a... the park and its tribute. Mm-hmm. Some enterprising developer should just focus exclusively on filling in the gaps where Nintendo has neglected. <laughs> That's kind of what Chucklefish uh, is doing. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. they just did it so. with Wargroove for the Advance Wars, and then with Stardew Valley. And... Yeah, I want to see Marsbound. I want to see like G Zero. <laughs> well, there is like a. I mean, I was going to say like somebody should just make a new Turok, but make it like the old Turok. But apparently, somebody's making a new game with the Quake engine for Switch. I don't. I don't know what it's called, but once that comes out, I'm going to buy that as well. I'm oh, fascinated. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I, like I said, I love those, I love those old first-person shooters. So, yeah. well, yeah. Dylan, what was that uh, that demo you found of for like the very Doom-esque shooter game? Oh, um, shoot, I, I have it in my library, but I don't have Steam open now because lag. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> uh, something, something. Bah, God, it's not coming to me. Give me one sec. It's uh in the Duke Nukem 3D engine. Mm. Iron Maiden. That's what it was called. Iron Maiden. Yeah, that's oh, great. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I heard about that. Yep. Yeah. It, it's that's very obvious. sounds like a metal band. <laughs> it's very Doom. It's very Duke Nukem. It looks rad. Nice. Cool. Well, that that's my that's my games that I played for the week. Okay. <laughs> and I know that was like forty minutes, but 
It's fine. What, what, do, what do you guys have? Well, we talked about C2 so too as well. I can fly through mine pretty quick. Um, well, you don't have to. Of course. Yeah, I got Final Fantasy VII. Nice. Uh, just oh, yeah. got that yesterday, and I knew I was going to buy it again, but I kind of kept telling myself I was undecided. But then, yeah, as soon as I could, I bought it. Uh, wow, the times three f- function. Like, I know there's something similar in Final Fantasy IX, but it really works well in Final Fantasy VII. They've got it all mapped to the to where you click in the um, the sticks yeah, to activate yeah. the different things. So it's super cool, super easy to do it on the fly. So I'm just going through all my battles in three times speed, and it's great. Like, I've just, I've, yeah. And that's what I've been dreading the most from playing the game again is, you know, the random battles. And you're still you're still fighting them. You're just doing it faster. I think so you're still going to make all the choices. Uh, I, I have the game on my PS4, but I think if you click both of the sticks in at the same time, you can turn off random battles. Yep. You can completely okay. turn them off, but I wanted to leave them on because I still, you know, I want the experience. I got and, you. Uh, well, otherwise you can't. You can, you can also <laughs> uh, max your, uh, like, all your meters out during battle by clicking the right stick. So yeah, yeah, all of right. a sudden you've got max hit points, your uh, break limit break goes all the way up. And Yeah, it's like the nine. It's like the 999 mode or something like that, right? That's what they call it, right. I think. So I, haven't, I have not used that yet, and I'm going to try not to, even though I do understand the point of it, like, pushing the story forward, but... Mm-hmm. It does. It doesn't play like it'll do like in-game cinematics at triple speed also, but you know you still have to hit the button to advance the text window. So mm-hmm. in that case, you're not you're not really not going to miss anything if you're not just mashing the button. Sure. And then whenever it goes to a CG or yeah CGI scene, it's back to regular speed. Mm-hmm. Also, the music plays at standard speed, even you know just mm-hmm. like it does in nine. So yeah, I really I think that in this game even more so than nine that those extra features make sense. And I don't yeah. feel bad at all using, especially the speeding up the battle. So I've been doing that, and it's uh, a. But oh, I want to mention this is kind of a news thing that I wanted to mention. But it's number one, of course, on the on the eShop right now. Final Fantasy VII is. It's priced well. The the price is yeah. Nice. It's like it's like fourteen bucks. I mean, fourteen. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it's all all the people that didn't play it, I guess, and waited. Like we've been waiting since sixty four for yeah, it to be on there. Sixteen. It was it was it was either like yeah, I think it was like sixteen. It wasn't quite fifteen. Yeah, I thought it was but yeah, like, I mean, shoot, cheap. But yeah, I saw that it's I saw that it's selling really well. Yeah, it's fifteen ninety nine. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it was number one on the charts. So and and it, apparently it has that same bug that Final Fantasy Nine did, where um, where the songs restart whenever you go back to the map after a, after a battle, mm. which is which is kind of annoying. So you can't hear it the is, later but, part of the song. And the music's pretty good. Uh, one thing that's definitely getting to me, and I I mean, we all know this about if we played the game, but. It's just so melodramatic. Sometimes it's super cringy. Like you're just kind of like, oh, it's so it's, it's so melodramatic. We're talking yeah. about meeting you at the at the lake, <laughs> all that. Like I don't know. It's just some really long like scenes where there's like, remember that time you said to meet you at the lake, and then it goes to a cinematic. It's like, hi, I came here because you said to meet me at the lake. Yeah, I'm glad you came here. Oh, you're so talking I wanted about you to meet well? me at the lake. Yeah, yeah. Or the well. Yeah, it's super repetitive. Like. <laughs> They just really want to drive in the fact these are old friends or, you know, she remembers him from the past and they met at the well once. I mean, I I guess it's also (laughs) because, like, you know, when you are younger and probably not as don't understand RPG mechanics as well, because I feel like FF7 was a lot of people's first RPG. Like, you got to kind of remind them if, like, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah, and that's why yeah. I, like, I. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's just like I said. No, I, I got you. I got it's you. sappy and repetitive, and <laughs> it's I a very saying, small complaint for a game that's known to be like you know one of the most like bro- brooding or whatever you want to say, like, yeah. uh, angsty protagonists out of all these. All these <sighs> games. 
and it's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, Dylan just made a hurt noise. I, I actually really like Cloud. I think in per- terms oh, of like personality, him. I think he's closer to like Miles Morales than I don't know Sasuke or whatever brooding emo anime character you want to compare him to. But that's that's just me. <laughs> I I just think it's hilarious because they because the I mean that game has not aged well at all. Like uh, I mean they're like they're like all like being sappy and whatever. But there's these giant fucking blocky ass like uh, Popeye looking characters with their weird fucking <laughs> arms and and it's like man it just looks so bad. I mean yeah sorry to all it the was... Final Fantasy seven fans but yeah yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry like them throwing shade at Cloud or whatever I mean to be to be fair I haven't played that far into it and I guess I'm they going by kind hilarious. of more of what I remember yeah yeah I've seen so far in this playthrough but um because I do remember I can't remember the the lead character's name in Final Fantasy eight but that was the one I think that was more Squall more. yeah Squall yeah. yeah. I, I like mean, just with a name like Squall, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I, I like it. Don't get me wrong, and especially for sixteen bucks, hell yeah, it's portable. Mm. And this is like you know, if I went back twenty two years and said, "Don't worry, Jeremy, someday Final Fantasy seven will be on it," yeah. I would have said, "I don't want to wait that long." Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm still I'm not, happy it's there. I'm not offended or anything. I just I always like standing up for Cloud because I'm like. Uh-huh. People don't get him. <laughs> no, but they it's don't understand cool. him like you do. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I played I played Final Fantasy VII all the way through like about ten years ago, and I'm good. I uh, yeah, I don't need I don't need to play it again. And plus, I, I have I have a port do. I have it portable. It's on my PSP. <laughs> I, the only other play well, I had it on the PS One, and actually, I bought my PlayStation One in high school for this game, and it was like. Uh, you know, the game had been out a co- like one or two years at that point. I think this was post Final Fantasy VIII, so I actually mm-hmm. bought seven and eight at the same time. Ended up playing eight for a while, barely touched seven. Ended up selling it like six months later or something because I needed money. But uh, the, after that, I bought it on Steam and I played it pretty close to the end, and then I quit for some reason. I don't know why. Mm. So this time I'm going to play it, especially with the speed features, which may have been in the Steam port, and I just didn't know it. But yeah, um, you can probably. I'm, I'm going to use it. those and. Uh, and I'm beat it this time it would be fun it would be fun to go like uh you go play like those uh the giant weapons or whatever at the end you could play those and just click that button and like just have like full have all your (laughs) have the full levels and like the and the limit breaks and just like you know just tear into it but other other than seven uh i've been playing pretty much what i was playing previous week uh we play a little splatoon 2 with john yeah, we were yeah, able to get yeah. a couple of matches in with John because uh, it's currently. I think is the demo still going? Is it still live? I think it's I'm not sure. I think it goes through today, maybe. Okay, so yeah, the Splatoon two multiplayer demo was up, and it included like a, a discount on the the game itself if you want to buy it, and it, there was a p- package bundle with um, a year of NSO. Uh, so we played a little bit with John last week, and that was fun. It's always fun to jump back into Splatoon two, and I don't know if it was because. More people were new to it that night than I was that I was playing with, but I, did, I got a lot more splats than usual. And that was good. That made me feel good. Um, yeah. Also, uh, played the Monster Boy demo a little bit. Well, I played all the way through it, but it's very short. So mm-hmm. um, I thought it was. I thought it lo- the game looks great, but the, the mechanic play, gameplay mechanics are very dated. And I guess that was intentional because it's a direct sequel. But yeah, um, it's. I don't know. It it could be fun. A fun buy if it's ever like a lot cheaper. Yeah, it's it's forty dollars, and I can't bring myself to spend that much on it. But it looks great. And I mean, for anybody who's a fan of the Wonder Boy series, it feels it there's plays a, a lot there's like a new that. Monster Boy game. Yeah, no, I huh. mean the one I that know. the one that came out last year. 
Oh, it's, okay. We're talking okay. about that one. There's a demo. There's a new demo for it. Like it demo didn't, ha- didn't have a demo originally. Got it. So, did you buy it, Dylan? Have you played it? Uh, no, I, I played it on a friend's Switch. I think. Oh, okay. It's been a while, but it's beautiful. I like. Uh, it. I mean, cost I, too much. I was a huge fan of uh, the the remake they did of Wonder Boy Three, the, the Dragon's Trap, the first mm. year, and uh, I was really excited about playing it. It was just too expensive for me. It would also be cool if they had rendered the, the old graphics with it too and done that as a throwback so you could switch between them because that was the cool like one of the coolest parts of that game yeah no it was and i like playing it in the original like master system or no it was a i Genesis. played in the original but the the updated soundtrack was fun oh that's yeah, the one i played yeah okay yeah. uh i played wonder boy 3 uh the, the remake of that okay um on my friend switch yeah, yeah well, I didn't know about this other one. No, they made a sequel to it, like with okay, the cool. with the original the original creator of Wonder Boy. I think worked on it, but yeah, it's called Monster Boy and the something or other. But I believe it may have been yeah. a crowdfunded thing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But it's a, yeah that same company who did that remake. They made a brand new game that was just all like very heavily inspired by that game. So you can change into different characters and stuff. And there's a free demo, but it doesn't. But you don't get to change into the animals in the demo. Which kind it of changes works. you, but then you don't get to do anything. It changes you, and then it ends. So it's like... the main character gives me like a Breath of Fire vibe. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah. Other than that, uh, keep playing Tetris ninety nine. Still haven't gotten first place, but I definitely feel like I'm doing better with the G Bro adapter still. And uh, Baba is you still stumping me. I'm basically stuck in the fourth world, but it's still fun. It's still a relaxing game, and. Every time I play it, I end up trying something different, and I feel like I'm that much closer to the solution. But you know, some some levels have multiple solutions, I think. But then there's the ones that definitely only have one, and that's I think that's why I'm stuck. Mm. But yeah, that's about it for what I played this week, and all I purchased was uh, FF7. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I played uh, Splatoon 2 with you guys. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's if it's going to move me to to buy it. I don't know. I I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm I'm just not sure that it's a game that I would play like all the time. Mm. I don't know. I mean, that's just the, I, that's just the tip of the iceberg that you saw there. Like, because yeah. you have to level up. You have to get to a certain level, and then you can play like the whatever the the pro matches, which are like completely different types of games. And also, there's a 20 hour long single player in there, which feels mm. a lot like Mario Galaxy. I just thought. So I mean, it's. I've recommended it a million times, but it, it's a great game. It's totally worth it. I think if uh, if it went to like twenty five or something, I would probably pick it up. Oh well, right that's there. that's not going to happen. Yeah, though. no, yeah, D three possibly <laughs> twenty five <laughs> though. I mean, Nintendo Maybe. games don't go that don't go that cheap. You'd have to is like. Is there a bundle? Oh, sorry, I was just going to ask. Is there a bundle of uh, the Agent Eight DLC with the base game? They did. I, oh, the the Octo, yeah, the Octo, yeah, expansion. Octo expansion, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was at one point, like I think last E three, they like took it down mm-hmm. to where you could buy the whole thing for sixty with with the Octo expansion on there, which I thought was a good deal. But mm-hmm. but I, I mean, yeah, you, you'll have to get it on the black market to get it for twenty five, and it's way <laughs> it's worth way more than twenty five. By the way, I know we have Splatoon fans listening to this. I don't want to offend anybody. No, yeah. but Splatoon, I mean, you, you could look on eBay or something, but I mean, Splatoon I think 2, the game holds its value pretty well. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, I mean it's a game that I've still that I've been playing since it came out, and I still feel I still feel regrets for not putting it on my top ten list that first year when it came out for for this podcast. So it's it's yeah, Splatoon two is awesome. It's uh, I think I did. I think even if it was worth like uh, even if it was cost like eighty bucks, I'd say it's worth it because there's 
it's just a lot to play. There's they're constantly they update it all the time. They put new weapons in there constantly, and new maps, and and new new outfits, and you know, and there's the Splatfest and and the Salmon Run, and like there's and like local play and all. There's just yeah, there's a million things you can do if you like uh, if you like third person shooters at all. It's uh, worth it and quirky Japanese stuff. And then I uh, bought Cuphead. So oh, you did. I just haven't played it yet, but <laughs> well, you preloaded it, so you, you can't play it yet. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was saying you got a, you got a few weeks on that one. That's the eighteenth, right? February or yep, April eighteenth. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I yeah, saw I just, that. Cuphead. I'm so excited to get that game mm-hmm. finally because that was the one the one thing on Xbox that I I wanted to play, and you know, I think that's the case with a lot of people. Um, yep. So I just like having the icon on my Switch. Yeah. It looks nice. Uh, and that <laughs> that that was also in the top sales on the eShop. Uh, yeah, it was number Cuphead four. was like number four, and it's not even out yet. And also, uh, well, I, we'll just go through all the. I, I'm not going to say all the best best selling stuff, but at number ten, Turok Dinosaur Hunter was on there for the for number one for the uh, top ten most bought digital stuff in the eShop. Turok was on there, so I was happy to see that that people other than me got it. So hopefully they'll do more stuff like that. A lot of love to games from '97, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, not not Cuphead, but Final Fantasy VII and uh, and Turok. <laughs> yeah cool what, what have you guys been playing us yes uh, you too. so okay yeah i've been i've also been playing final fantasy 9 although i've been playing a modded version of it on my pc it's a difficulty mod but the reason i'm playing through it is because it adds a great character from the original that only shows up as a guest party member mm. um and it makes her a fully playable character so that's been pretty fun oh okay it's tough though <laughs> Beyond that, on uh, Nintendo consoles, I've been replaying, or really playing for the first time, uh, Pokemon Heart Gold. Oh, nice. Uh, I saw the trailer for the new Pokemon. I've been trying to get back into the series for ages, so I, I thought it was finally time to like crack open that game mm. and actually dive deep into it. Have you played? Uh, have you played Black and White yet? I have Black and White. I I think in high school I got it, but I w- I was busy with school and like just didn't really have time to get invested in it, so I put it down. But I think after I beat Heart Gold, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to uh, Black and then maybe get Black Two, depending on how much I like Black One. Oh, okay, because because uh, I like because um, I played Pokemon Blue like a lot when it came out when I was mm-hmm. when I was in high school and uh, and like I love that game. I got like 120 of the Pokemon. I didn't get all of them, but I got most of them. <laughs> and uh, and then I got and then I got silver. I played silver for a while, but didn't finish it. And then I got ruby. I played ruby for like even less. And then I just stopped playing Pokemon after that. Right, right. And but black, but black and white was like the one that brought me back. Is what is what I'm saying. I feel like it's a good way to ease you into it if you haven't played it in a while because all the Pokemon are brand new. And that was like my yeah. big. That was my big thing about it, and that's actually my second favorite generation, aside from the first one, just because of it's, it's being the first one. You know, I feel it, but I, I, lo- it. I love Black and White a lot, and it was it really helped me get back into Pokemon. And I like I bought it, I played it, played it to death, beat it. You know, I bought Black mm-hmm. Two, didn't beat Black Two, but I didn't. But I really <laughs> liked Black One, you know, and I thought it was really really cool. And I've said it a few times on this show, but I really hope that Sword and Shield is going to do the same thing, where it's just all new Pokemon. And you don't yeah. get to see any of the old ones until after you beat the game. Like that's what I prefer to do because I'm tired. I'm really tired of those generation one Pokemon. <laughs> you know, I think I saw a Pikachu in that trailer somewhere. So yeah, there was one I mean, in there, but that doesn't necessarily that could be end game <laughs> stuff. Who knows? You know, I, I could, hoping that's post game yeah. content. Yeah. But I guess knowing... you could. 
Spoilers. I was gonna say, I guess you could like just not use the original ones, but I still end up using like the same ones if they're in there, you know, that I normally use. Right. You know, like I like Alakazam is like my favorite Pokemon, so I use him all the time. <laughs> same. Or like Snorlax, and you know, like or like the the original starters. Like I'll I'll, I'll get them yeah. all charged up, and yeah, and uh, yeah. Did you did you get Let's Go? Have you played that at all? Uh, my brother got Let's Go, so occasionally I would take the other Joy-Con and play it with him. Okay. But uh, yeah, beyond that, uh, I did not get Let's Go. Mm-hmm. Um, been, I've also, like, I'm a huge Capcom guy, so, like, on not Nintendo consoles, I'm like, Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. So that, that's where my wallet went this month. <laughs> yeah, well, Resident Evil 2 um, was, uh, hmm? Resident Evil 2 was on 64. I played yeah, that, yeah, I played that version. <laughs> I, I played that version for a stream because I couldn't afford the PS4 one at the time. What? That's fair, that's yeah. fair. I, uh, I, I played through that recently to hype myself up for the remake, mm-hmm. and that game, you know, it's, it's a little jank, but it, I think it holds up pretty well. It's, I mean, it's, it's Resident Evil jank. It's like what you expect. <laughs> you know, exactly. they're, they're all kind of yeah. janky, I think. <laughs> Last game I, I was playing was yesterday, actually. I bought Hollow Knight because oh, nice. uh, Super Metroid's one of my favorite games, and people keep telling me, dude, you gotta get Hollow Knight. You gotta get Hollow Knight. And mm. something about it just didn't really click with me from yeah. trailers and stuff. But um, I had some leftover money in my uh, Wii Shop, and or not Wii Shop, my eShop. Mm. And I saw the Hornet trailer, and I'm like, okay, that looks really cool. I want to get that. So I decided to take the plunge. And I don't know why, but like seeing gameplay of Hollow Knight and actually playing Hollow Knight yourself are two very different things. So sure, it just yeah. like clicked. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I have like Super Metroid's my favorite game of all time mm. as well. And uh, Hollow Knight, it just it still hasn't clicked for me. Like I just I feel that. It's weird. I don't know. I mean, I, and I, I tried love Super to... Metroid. I mean, it's not my favorite, but yeah, Hollow Knight, I played. I haven't put more than like an hour in it, probably. I, yeah, I, I played like six or seven, probably. But I think everybody says it takes a while for you to get into it. I guess, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just either I'm not very good at it, or the way it moves is weird to me. But I, yeah, just just couldn't didn't really grab me. Yeah, I but think I'm glad that you're liking of, it. One of the things. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just said I'm glad, I'm glad that you like it. Okay. I, I think one of the things that like stopped me from buying it for the longest time was like when I play a Metroid like game um i i really look for a lot of you know really cool movement options because super metroid has like the wall jumping and the bomb jumping yeah and you got mock ball and all these crazy tricks you can do and yeah. hollow knight didn't really have any of that but that being said actually playing it um i don't know there's something very atmospheric about it um i tweeted this like a couple years ago but like when i was playing metroid prime i'm like it doesn't play anything like Super Metroid, but it's selling me on atmosphere alone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what Hollow Knight is doing for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it definitely looks really good. Like, I like the hand-drawn style and all that of it. Yeah, yeah. And I think and that... everything's bugs. And everything's bugs, yeah. <laughs> bugs all the way down. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've been playing. Oh, okay, cool. All right. I think that leaves me. I've been Probably playing... frame data. Yeah. I recently picked up, because it was on sale for, like, 80-something percent off on Steam, uh, Absolver, which is a martial arts fighting deck-building game. Hmm. Cards? Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's wild. It's a, it's, like a, it's a fighting game, essentially. It's a very simple like 3D fighter, but rather than be there being specific combos, you learn a bunch of different individual moves. So, like, a high kick is one move, or, like, a low spin kick is another, and, like, you know, Bruce Lee rabbit punch is another. 
And then once you learn these, you go in and you actually build your own sequences of moves that will lead into one another to, like, build your own fighting style. And I'm very bad at it (laughs) (laughs) because there's a lot of, like, people who are good at this game look at, like, look at the frame data and look at, like, okay, this move has, you know, you can in in the actual menu of the game as you're building your deck, you, you can see like this game on a hit leaves the opponent unable to do anything for X number of frames. And so you can like if you actually care about being good at the game competitively, you can be like, all right, I'm going to make sure that my moves are uninterruptible because if I hit this move, he's stunned for this many frames and then the fastest move he can possibly have is this many frames, so I can do any move that falls under that combination of frames mm. without being interrupted. And it's very overwhelming, and so I just fall back on being me and building decks composed entirely of spin kicks and then getting my butt <laughs> handed to me in the <laughs> PvP arena. Wow. Uh, but it's super fun. It's I wish there was more game there, because the actual single-player single experience is like, you can knock it out in like five or six hours, and then you can continue exploring the world and like learning more moves, and there's a small but reasonable online community that you can play with, but like I probably would be fairly disappointed with it if I hadn't gotten it for like $8 when it was on sale. Mm. But for eight dollars, I've gotten a lot of hours of entertainment out of it, so I've been having fun with that. Um, so what I'm hearing is you should be emailing Capcom to release God Hand on the Switch. Oh, yes, no. give me give me the God Hand remake <laughs> no. with a deck build. Give me God Hand Chain of Memories. <laughs> um, I've also been playing a whole lot of Monster Prom because it mm. just makes me smile. Uh, are y'all aware of this weird game? No. It's a a Nintendo podcast, Chris. I know. I'm a scrub who doesn't own a current. I don't currently own a Nintendo console. Oh well, you got to go. We talk about everything. You got to go. Yeah. Okay. You've been muted. No, no. I've been sent to the shadow realm. Let me back. Um, But Monster Prom is a competitive multiplayer dating sim set in a high school for monsters. Oh, cool. And it's real goofy and like, it's very funny. They have like a very particular kind of like off-the-wall sense of humor in all of the writing for the game is a sociopath what's that every character is a sociopath yeah every character is fucked up in like the perfect way uh but it's super fun and they recently released a dlc that i've been exploring and trying to get a bunch of the secret endings for so very worth picking up i think the game is only like 20 ish bucks let me click over to my steam and double check that i think that's with the the dlc pack yeah like the base game is like $15 on Steam with the DLC pack. It bumps up to 20 but like it's... I've gotten like almost 40 hours of enjoyment out of that $20 that I played. So That's like, good. it's really good. It's very funny. It's also... I've never seen a multiplayer dating sim before where like you can have the situation of like if there's four people playing, maybe three of you are all going after the same character and trying to sabotage each other and like getting oh, ahead of each other. Maybe you can uh, actually meet up with the person like in real life. It could be a, yeah. like a real dating game. There you go. Interesting. <laughs> if it has online or uh, if you can like date each other. It's it's really good. And then the the other game I've been playing a bunch of this week is called Red Out. Oh yeah, I think you told me about it's, this. It's y- y'all like Nintendo games. Y'all like F Zero. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is non like a non licensed F Zero game. It's a sci fi racer. You go stupid fast. You've got drift and pitch control. It is a bonkers good time. <laughs> Like, uh, you told me it has like the F Zero like sensitivity strafing yep, mechanic. Yep. Yeah, yeah. 
it's really it's good. Seven dollars on the humble store right now. Oh, oh, sick! Nice. Yeah, go go buy Red Out. It's ridiculously fun. Uh, and like my computer is not top of the line. It's an okay computer for gaming, but like it runs real smooth on my computer. So like, you know, for something going that fast, that's an accomplishment. It's really good. And just like if you need your F zero fix, if F zero GX isn't doing it for you anymore, which <laughs> impossible. Like, I know I'm I'm blaspheming right now, but like it's a really cool thing, and it just makes me want another like actual F zero game very badly. Yes, please. Looks good. Yeah, I think it was. I think it. I think it's on Nintendo Switch, or it was. Oh, Red Out is. Yeah, I mean, We're strong advocates oh. for. Uh, or maybe a F zero game that was Fast Racer remake or whatever. That was I, the F zero like. No, I yeah, mean, I know what fast. No, it is on. The, oh, it looks like Redout. Right yeah, yeah. Oh, it is on the Switch. Yeah, it's on I, I PlayStation know. Four, Xbox One, Switch, and Windows. I don't see it. It's though. really fucking good. And maybe, it's, um, maybe it's just not out yet. If yeah, if nothing else, I'm looking at an announcement trailer from a couple years ago. So with any luck, it's been released by now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm on the eShop right now, and I'm not seeing it anywhere. Oh, Nintendo okay. Life has an article that says development for Switch Anti-Grav Racer Redout close to completion. This was November uh, 2018. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. Well, I'll buy it on Switch. Switch when it comes port's out. taking some time, but like, yeah, get this game. It's real good. Yeah. No, that's good. No, I, I, yeah, I know, I know it's not RMX. I played, I played a lot of RMX. The first thing they say out. in this article is about uh, with no new signs of new F Zero game on the horizon yeah. yeah so they think it's f-zero also yeah it's <laughs> it it definitely checks a lot of the boxes that i have not been able to check since f-zero gx so yeah that made me that made me happy but but does it but does it have an amazing like first uh, does it have an amazing single player mode with weird cutscenes and then really, no, really bad it's voice got acting like a, it, the single player mode is like <laughs> kind of sports game career oh, mode okay. Because I sort of thing. Because I love those awful cutscenes and and oh, they're so GX. good. They're so they're, they're so very amazing. very good. Just how, and also have a human character who's Star Fox's dad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no, that's but that's I the wish. one thing all these F Zero likes are really missing for me is that like wacky Star Fox's comic dad? book. Yeah. Well, yeah, Star Fox's dad, but uh, that wacky <laughs> comic book presentation. Oh yeah, yeah, and like Doctor Clash and Captain EAD or whatever, like all the weird yeah, characters yeah. that were on there. Because the EAD guy was just like Mario, like just wearing a different outfit. <laughs> he had the big mustache <laughs> and all that. Yeah, I miss, I miss F Zero. I wish they would do something with it, but they don't seem to care anymore. But yeah, no, Red Out sounds cool. I'll definitely check that out when it gets. It's when really it good. I mean, it sounds and, like hey, they don't know he, what to if, do with F Zero because they were like, I I think wasn't GX done by the the guy behind the Yakuza games. I mean, it's GX was Sega. Sega did it, yeah, so could yeah. have been. But I mean, it was great. I would. I mean, they should. I, we didn't get to talk about it last week, but there was there is a big like Sega um, survey that you can do online. Like I found it on Twitter. I actually, found yeah. it through a friend of the show, uh, Kate. She tweeted it, and um, and yeah, there's a bunch of stuff in there. And I made sure, and I think I said like you know, make another F Zero game and. I forget what else I put in there or to ask them to do. I said like more, you know, make more fantasy star games and or at least I release fantasy star online. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or or yeah. yeah or like yeah, make fantasy uh, bring fantasy star online over here or make it better or whatever. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, there's a bunch of stuff asking uh, asking you like what Sega games you like, like what you want like re- what you want like to do with whatever franchise. Most of them I said like sequel, remake, switch port. Like, cause that was all you, you, could, you could click all of them. So yeah, unless it was already on there. But yeah, no, they, they ask you stuff about like Valkyria Chronicles and Yakuza and like all this other stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a it's a very long Sega, survey. You should get bought by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Nintendo needs to put out a survey like this, so I can just type Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, but but more of that yeah. in every box. But no, but no sticker star. Yeah, not not sticker star. Thousand Year Door, etc. Yeah, no sticker star, <laughs> nor a color splash. That's. Hey, come on! That was my game of the year. Too, yeah, Jeremy loves that game. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw that the dialogue was good. I the know dialogue very is good. little. I didn't yeah. own a Wii U, so it was a terrible uh, game. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was not... a default game of the year. Yeah, yeah. Th- Thousand it's... Year Door is one of my favorite games of all time. Every Paper Mario game to come out after that, I've just been like more and more disappointed in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Thousand Year Door is great. Uh, I, yeah. I also I still I, have the what what's the, what was the one on 3ds sticker star yeah I, I have a sealed copy of that I, I bought it but I never opened it yeah that was mm. the be- that was the beginning of the end there for that series yeah Actually, sticker star like super super paper yeah. Mario was fine I like super paper Mario a lot actually I mean I know it was it was also starting to step away from the from the regular formula that they were doing yeah but, but super paper Mario had some amazingly funny shit in it like that nerd dude That's true. that you run That's into true. and <laughs> He talks about how he loves reviewing games and never playing them. That was like my favorite part of the whole game. <laughs> Wasn't there like a Mario and Luigi Paper Mario crossover game? There was, did yeah, that, Paper did Jam. Did that scratch any itches? Wait, what? I'm not, I was not aware of this one. Yeah, no, I mean, a, it was for the 3DS. Yeah, the last, no, it, it was the last new Mario and Luigi game that came out for 3DS. Oh, really? It's called Mario okay. and Luigi Paper Jam. Well, the other one, the only ones after that have been remakes. For remakes, the, yeah. Have been remakes of the older ones. So that was like the last new one. And that's kind of I'm kind of in the same situation of Jeremy. I opened it, but I didn't play it for very long. <laughs> but I mean, I was still working on uh, what was it, Dream Team, and I and I got to the very end of Dream Team and didn't finish it for whatever reason. The Luigi one, which I really enjoyed for the most part, it was weird, but it was I liked all how it was I, I all loved about that whole series of games. I liked like how the, it was all about like Luigi's weird powers and how you could have yep. like make a giant ball of Luigi's <laughs> or you could turn into a tornado of Luigi's, like. <laughs> It's great. Like I think, I think that one John might even like. Aside from the RPG stuff, just because it's so Luigi, it's very Luigi. <laughs> Is that like, the one where you get to pull yeah. Luigi's mustache? Yeah, you like pull his mustache and tickle him and stuff to make it affect like the <laughs> Actually, dream. The what dream I played world. Mario and Luigi games. I, I enjoy those because yeah. they're a little bit a mo- little bit more action oriented with the yeah. timing, the button presses, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like same deal with uh, Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's take a break and then we'll come back and talk about some news and other things. All right. Very cool. Dope. Nintendo Maniacs, would you like to get some bonus content from your friends at Nintendo Main Podcast? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, you could do that very thing. For $5 a month, you can hear some extra bonus stuff, which we are going to call Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's a taste right here. I played it so much that I had to put it in my fridge because it got too hot. 
<laughs> I just okay. remember him like saying that. Wow. That still sticks with me. Like, yeah, I haven't heard I that. Still, like, I still like think of that kid, and I'm like, fuck you. Even though he was just like an eight year old <laughs> kid, he said that. But like, it's like, fuck you, man. I've never played it so long that it got hot enough. I had to put it in my fridge. So yeah, I'm I'm dr- just drunk enough to throw shade at this kid in his fourth grade. He's he's an adult now. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but look him uh, up on yeah. Facebook and send him. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Let's talk about the news this week. We got it. We even though we did we did mention a lot of it in the beginning of the show, but that's fine. That's how we start do with things. the rumors. Do you want to start with the big rumor? The the, the big one. Uh, the big rumor is I think now it's part of our topic. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just figured there's we could talk about it a lot. We'll but mention it. sure. So this sure. is and this is a rumor that's happened before. But yeah, do you want to do you want to take it away, John? Well, the big rumor is that uh, there's going to be a re-release of the Switch hardware. There's going to be two new editions, basically a Pro and a Lite edition. Yeah, and that's so. and people are comparing it to like the 2DS, 3DS, like the two pillars of that. I guess is what I've seen. And mm. it, and and a few people are talking about it, so I don't know. I still kind of don't believe that it's real, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think know. it's real because yeah. it was actually a lot of the, people. The report are... came from the Wall Street Journal, and then there was another one independently from uh, Eurogamer. Mm. So yeah. that's two sources. Well, and Eurogamer um, were the ones that that like leaked the original Switch stuff too, right? When we were still calling it the uh, whatever yeah. the fuck yep. it was called, mm. Laura Kate mm. <laughs> no, not, no, no, no. The her. NX. The NX, yeah. I'm glad I forgot that name of it because, man, that was a nightmare. The internet, <laughs> oh, the internet was a nightmare at that time where everybody was just like, NX, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's this. And then, like, yeah. I mean, we talked about this a long, long time ago on the podcast, but it was so funny when it finally got revealed and they gave it a date and somebody was like, oh, man, it got delayed. I'm like, no, it didn't get delayed because it was never announced. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's it, the whole, like, internet rumor gets so ridiculous where people think that the rumors are real. And then when you hear the real thing and it's not the rumor, you think that it was delayed from the rumor? It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's an amazing time that we live in, people. It's <laughs> fucking crazy out there. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're so convinced that one thing is real that when the other one happens, it's like, why did they change it? It's like, no, that was... Never nothing, real. Nothing so it never happened. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it never so happened. So they definitely <laughs> delayed GameCube retro con- or virtual console. You know? Yeah, yeah. That That's was true. Yeah, they delayed that. I feel like we <sighs> haven't. I feel like we haven't heard from uh, all those uh, Twitter influencers or whatever they call them, the ones that are like, "Hey, I know shit," and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, they <laughs> kept talking about that GameCube virtual console, which I guess we've had it. Kind of. I mean, we have uh, so we got Sphinx and Cell Damage, so you know. <laughs> 
It's kind it's of, the kind whole of library. A, it's it's, <laughs> it's not called Virtual Console, but there are some GameCube games on there. So hey, why not? But yeah, yeah this the is, uh, light version and the pro version. So light's going to be aimed at casuals and kids. It's going to have a more a rugged candles. exterior, possibly handheld only. Uh, no rumble, and basically it's a successor to the 3DS. Hmm. Well, see, this is it's what the third pillar. It, I mean, it would be, but it's, but they're also like they would defeat a lot of their stuff, though. Like, what about? So that completely takes Mario Party out of the out of the equation there. Like Labo. Uh, well, because you can't, yeah, no Labo, no no Mario Party, but you couldn't play Mario Party. Does because Mario Party not have local multiplayer? It, I mean, it only has local multiplayer. I mean, I mean, like across like multiple switches, because I I have a Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, and I think you can do that. Yeah, no, it, it, it doesn't. Like, no, the weird thing is Mario Party can only be played with the Joy-Cons separated. Like, you cannot oh. play it. You cannot play it handheld in any way. Like, really? you can't hold it like a regular Switch. It has to be, I mean, you can, you can like put your kickstand up and put it down and play like that, but you have to play with the Joy-Cons separated. And a lot of the games are based off of the HD rumble. So it's like, if you can't detach the Joy-Cons and you can't rumble, then, there goes Mario Party. Like you just can't play yeah. that on that system, which is weird. I just find it weird that Nintendo would ever make a version of one of their systems that would make it make one of their one of their games, first party games, unplayable. You know, right? And then also, I'm course, also amused mentioned that... Labo. Like, and I mean, Labo Labo's as well. a big push for That's, kids, so to have yeah. the kids version not not, not have rumble Labo. and like, yeah, what's that going to yeah. do? Yeah. Well, they would probably. So take... I did read that it maybe it, w- it would have rumble, just not the HD rumble. Yeah, maybe this that makes con- sense. Yeah. This console rumble. is for casuals, and therefore will not include our casual party game, Mario Party. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, yeah. I, I find it really weird. Just the idea of a Switch that doesn't have detachable Joy-Cons just doesn't sound right to me. Because yeah. I feel like that's the big appeal of the system, right? Is that it's portable and that you have two con- you have two controllers with you at all times if you have the system, so you can just like play two player just right there. I felt like that was what they were trying to push with this with the system, and I think that's great. You know, where it's just like, oh, here we'll just pop it up on the stand here. We got two controllers, yeah. we're good to go. So the right. idea of one that doesn't have removable Joy Cons, I just feel like that's I don't know, just kind of defeats the purpose of the game. Maybe kind of weird. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the Joy Cons are removable, and you just can't. There's no dedicated docked mode. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I see. That's why I'm kind of like, like, why would I get? I mean, I just, I'm not. I wouldn't get it. Obviously. I mean, it's maybe not for you. Yeah. Well, not the not the light version, but also like, yeah. But what about the kids that play Mario Party? And you get them for them, and it's like, oh, you can't play Mario Party. And it's like, oh. Yeah. So okay. something that's not quite <laughs> adding up as far as the rumor goes. Mm. Um, I think that's just, that's just a huge omission. You know, that that, that writes Labo off the list. Um, seems at odds with their whole. Th- their whole uh, strategy. marketing strategy. Yeah. So I think maybe maybe that part of the rumor isn't true. I think there are definitely going to be, it seems to me that there are definitely going to be two new Switch models, one for kids, one for a pro audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe the specifics are off. Mm-hmm. Maybe, the, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, there was like the weird 2DS wedge thing yep. that you can get, <laughs> which, which I can't, yep. I still can't believe how cheap you can get that for. Like you can get like, you can get like one with a game for like eighty bucks still, like the two DS. Like yeah. they were oh, that's like, nice. Or like you can get them for like yeah. fifty, sixty, whatever. They're weird, you know, because it's like I call it the wedge because it looks like a door stopper. You know, like you can see really yeah. the door and yeah. <laughs> it just makes sense because there's a lot of parents out there who want maybe want to get their kid a gaming system, but they don't want to get them a three hundred dollar gaming system. Sure. Yeah. You know, for the four or five year olds, that doesn't make sense. Maybe like you know, my nephew is 
as you know, six turning seven, and he's fine with his three hundred dollars switch, but I I wouldn't trust a four year old or a five year old with one. Yeah, I mean it's or pretty... some other seven year olds. Yeah, I mean, or some other seven-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the switch in itself is not really that portable of a system. Like I always, I when it came out, I said it's like the most non-portable portal, portable because it like it feels pretty fucking delicate. You know, like it's not it's not a 3ds. Like I like that the 3ds like had the clamshell, it closed on itself. You know, I feel more confident carrying it in my pocket. Like the switch, I I'm not going to carry this in my pocket. You know, I need it. You need a case yeah. for it or whatever. It's like it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel that durable, is what I'm saying, as far as portability goes. So I, I think they should just come out, just somehow make it into like a like a clamshell setup for the Switch. Can they do nice. that and make it into some sort of D- 2DS like uh, with the Switch in there? I don't know. I would love to see that. Like like maybe put – I guess you'd have to put the Joy-Cons closer and then have a screen that flips up or something like that. <laughs> I would love to see like a – I would invest in that. You know, I've, I've seen mock-ups of that showing people like, you know, like, like can we make it into like – to look like a 3DS or like the or like the 2DS XL or whatever. But I don't know. I'm intrigued. You didn't hear much on what the Pro version would be though. Well so- – I've heard that the Pro version, it's according to Eurogamer, they said it's going to be comparable to the bump between the 3DS and the new 3DS. It won't be like mm-hmm. jump so not, up to Xbox One or well, that's PS4. what I well, that's what I would expect because they're obviously yeah. not going to. That'd be a, that'd be switched. Have a bigger screen for one. The the, 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 the screen, 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 screen one. The screen is al- the screen is already huge, man. Yeah, but yeah. we <laughs> want our screens bigger and bigger. That's just the, <laughs> it's electronics. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Maybe they'll have a. A deluxe Joy-Con that's got a better D-pad on it. Or... <laughs> God, yeah. let's hope. There's like a new Joy-Con that's assigned to the size of the Pro Controller, but it's just a Joy-Con. Uh-huh. It's like this big. <laughs> <laughs> you do wonder, though, because if they're going to change the dimensions, but they want it to be compatible yeah. with old Joy-Cons, like would they still fit on the rails? Or are they going to be a different size? I, like have, you know, I would totally take one. I, I would take a like a rather gigantic-sized Switch. Like I'm looking at my iPad right now. Um, you know, I, I could use this thing as a handheld. If I had like two giant Joy Cons, whatever, I mean, it would fit very comfortably for me. Mm-hmm. Like, but the the current Switch, I really can't use it in handheld. And I imagine there's a lot of adults who are the same way. I def I would definitely have to get you know like the what's the See, thing that's the only Brian way you the, Yeah, like the the thing that's adds onto the the Switch, so you can hold it the grips and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I would have to do it that way. But if there was like a bigger one, the size of a standard iPad, man, I would buy that thing in a heartbeat. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wonder, would that mean that you'd have, that they would have to make a new dock then probably for it? Probably. Yeah. Or, or, or could about. it be, I mean, or would it just be like sticking farther out of your dock? You just put it in the regular one. It's just now the screen is like, you know, comes out like maybe <laughs> I mean, two what inches if they, all yeah, the what way if they around just had or a whatever. Cord to HDMI. That was for the, um, for whatever the smaller model is, maybe that doesn't dock. Maybe you just run a cord from it to the TV. In that case, that could be used for both. Mm. You would think it'd be USB-C and it could be used for all the Switch models. Yeah. I don't know. That's a theory of what they could do. Yeah. I still feel like it's just defeating like just or how... Or an adapter, which would be worse. But I feel like it's just defeating the greatness of the Switch, though. Like, I loved... Like, when Jeremy and I, when we first, like, saw it, like, just how fast it was. Like, how you just drop it into the... You just drop mm. it into the dock mm-hmm. and it's on the TV and you pull it out yep. and it's good. You know, like I, that was like what was so beautiful about the system to me is that it was like, we were talking earlier about the Game Boy Player and the GameCube and all that, but it basically made all of my, you know, made all my dreams a reality there. It's like the idea of like, 
you know, a portable and home system. Like I've, I've, I've wanted that since, uh, since the super game boy, you know, where it's like, you can play games on the go or you can play them at home, you know, but this is just like, it does all that. So whatever, if the, if these new versions are happening, they need to find a way for it to do that. And the other things as well, you know, as well as they have been. Do you guys think that this will be like an E3 thing? Maybe like, yeah, uh, I could see that announcement Probably. there. Like if it is happening, like it's gotta be there. Yeah. Right. Cause wherever, where else would they show it? And if they're, and if they have them at E3, people can actually play around with it or whatever. It yeah. would also make sense for this to come out shortly before at the same time as Pokemon, since, you know, you're trying to bring all those 3DS people over to the Switch to play mm-hmm. that next-gen mm-hmm. Pokemon game. Yeah, Both of these articles point to a summer release. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Well, that would be pre-Pokemon then, because Pokemon's winner, that's where Sword Shield is. But, I mean... I, I mean, I if I was if this is real, I would expect that it's going to be at E3 when, when we're going to see it. I think so. I think, I think we're going to have Reggie's last act be a repeat of the 3DS thing, where he just like <laughs> sends a flood of beautiful women out in the audience with new switches. <laughs> Everybody have a look. <laughs> this poor girl's tied to those switches. Yeah, right. I, I thought. I, I think they. Thankfully, I think they've gotten rid of the booth babes at E3. So, which I think is for the better. I mean, that's. Yeah, weird, weird stuff with yep. that. But yeah, I mean, I, we'll just have to wait and see. Hopefully, we'll actually be at E3 to play around with it. So, hey, which oh, I, yeah. that's which, what's up. Which I say, if uh, I mean, I, I could say it on the show, but if you can get if you can get us in, John, or if you can get me in, I'll go. I'll go for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Awesome. That's, awesome. Yeah, I'm working on trying to get my, Nintendo main to to E3. If we if we get so cool if we get, if we get press mm-hmm. passes, I'll pay for I'll pay for a plane ticket. No problem. Nice, nice. So, I intend to go regardless yeah. if I get the press pass or if I get the gamer pass. Yeah, but press pass is, is free. So hey, yeah. No, if you can get I'll a free that. if you can get a free pass pass for us, I can make it. I can make it work. So nice. But yeah, so yeah, that's something to look forward to. I don't know. I th- I feel like it's still. I mean, it makes sense. You know, Nintendo's always done like you know there. How many different DSs are there out there, or like Game Boy Advances? I think Jeremy has like half of them at least. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's been so many different re-releases of their handheld stuff. So I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, so you, so you're definitely in on a on a on like a new model, John, right? What about? I would a, totally buy one. Yeah, I mean, of course, I want to hear what the what the pro model entails and everything. I'm assuming it's going to be a significant and worthwhile enough upgrade. So mm. yeah, I, yeah, I could definitely buy one. Well, if it's going to be like the new 3ds, it's not going to be like a whole different system. It's just going to be like. Faster, I guess. If they make like it just bigger. loading faster, well, yeah, or bigger, that would appeal to me. And there was I, the I extra. Do remember? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say there was also the extra joy, the extra joystick that they added, or the yeah. joy nub, or whatever you want to call it. A real don't, yeah. don't call it a joy nub. I mean, it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Just gonna say maybe we shouldn't do that. Oh, oh sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's still so weird that they put that on there. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> the. But I mean, the new 3DS, I got it because, I got it because my old 3DS was pretty much dead. So I needed mm. to, I needed a new one. Like the buttons like had like stopped working. They kind of worked half the time. Like everything was like really slow and, and it was just old. It was just like the very, it was like an original, it was original 3DS. Like it was the very first model, you know? So it's like, yeah. so I was fine with upgrading then because I kind of needed to, because it just. Are the speakers better on the new 3DS? Because I think mine got blown out by, like, Shin Megami Tensei. It couldn't handle the bass or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, I, I mean, I think so. I don't know. It's been such a long time since I've had that original 3DS. That's but funny. I love. But I love my my new 3DS is great. Like I still play it. You know, I've been I've been trying to play Black Two. Like I was talking earlier about uh, Pokemon mm-hmm. and all that. Like you know, but and I was playing a uh, Persona Q, uh, the first one. Like I was really enjoying that game. So I still play yep. it. I still think it's a great system. I kind of got to the point where I was just. I just missed it, so I just broke it out again, and I was like, oh, "I'm just going to play 3ds because I miss playing it." But I mean, yeah, I, th- I think it's, I think the, I think it's better, you know. And it's, the, I don't know, are you playing on the original one still? Yeah, I, I've been thinking about getting a new 2ds uh, for Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Even 3D. though my brother has the Wii version, I just, <laughs> well, you know, be, I want my own copy. So. It'd be funny. I was like, I was like, oh, you mean Xenoblade Chronicles 3D? Oh no, wait, you can't do that because you're getting the 2ds. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got, no, I got the. I, I mean, you uh, could play it. You just can't 3DS, play it in 3D. But I got this. But I got the you know the smaller one. Yeah. So if there was a new Switch with better specs that was smaller, no, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty confident with my. I mean, I like my Switch right now. If mm-hmm. you know, if there, if if it's going to be an iPad size Switch, like I don't want it personally. I have no need. I, for I would that. love it. I think it's already like pretty big for a, for a portable, but I feel like it feels really nice. It would always it would have God to be bless about, Nintendo if it helps them, you know, sell more Switches and increase yeah. their profits, all that yeah. crap, so they can do better stuff for the rest of us. But it would have to yeah. have it would have to have some like decent specs for me, or like some cool like exclusives or whatever i definitely would not if i did get it it would be an upgrade and i would not be holding on to my other switch you know even though i love to collect all these handholds this would be an exception to the rule i would i would get rid of my switch so quick if i got a new one that's fair <laughs> i think a shoe in is a higher resolution though and again because they have Lab- labo now okay. labo vr where that's they're right. asking you to put it right up against your face yeah um <laughs> so I, I think it's going to happen with a higher resolution i don't know what it would be but yeah I wanted, that would make sense, actually. Bigger, I, higher resolution screen. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk, like, we totally missed it last week, but Labo was on sale for, like, 20 bucks at Target for a minute. Like, it's not oh, anymore, yeah. I guess. Mm. It's it's back to 50 but, yeah, I was going to say, anybody who didn't get one, you can fucking get it now. But I'm waiting for the VR to be $20. that will be that'll be when I when I drop to it. That's fair. You know, it's just coming out with too much other stuff. But uh, what I was going to say, Dylan, do you have a Wii or a Wii U? Um, I don't have a Wii U. Um, I do have a Wii, but it's old, and I feel like it's on its last legs. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I, I have I have Xenoblade Chronicles for 3DS, and I played mm. through, I mean, I played a lot of it. I probably put like 40 or 50 hours into it, but I kind of really wish that I had it the other way around. You had, like, like the, you game, had the console experience with it? Yeah, the game is so big in scope that I kind of just wished I would have played it on a TV, you know, because it's, it. cause it, the, the, it's very big, like it's... You know, there's a lot. It's like just I just want to play it on a big screen, big screen TV. And I always right. kind of wanted the console version more. And I, and eventually, like whenever the Wii U shop is is like about to die or whatever, I'm going to buy it on there, like the virtual console version of it, like the twenty dollar mm-hmm. one. So I'm just saying, in my from my personal experience, I would have rather played it the other way. But it is okay. But it does work for what it is. It just doesn't look quite as good as it did on that's- me. That's fair. Yeah. Um. I I want to get into that series, but like Xenoblade Chronicles two wasn't really yeah. doing anything for me from the look of trailers oh, and stuff oh, yeah. like that. But I wanted. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, Jeremy and I. We were we actually bought the game when it came out, and uh, okay, I put about thirty hours into it. But man, I don't know. I still don't know what happened in that game. It's just like I, it's so complicated, and the battle system is so complicated, and it's just like 
it really broke my heart because I really like Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and I really, really like Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U. And those are the ones I want to play and I'm I put, really like, hoping they get ported to the Switch, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't think they we'll will, see. but I mean, I put like over 200 hours into like Xenoblade Chronicles X on Wii U, so there's no way in hell I'd ever buy that game again. That's, and put that's that, valid. And put that much time in. I mean, it was a lot of fucking fun and it was like... You know, it was like a great RPG, and there was like no RPGs out for Wii U at the time. Even if there was, yeah. I'd still play it that much. I think it was a lot of fun to play. And the soundtrack was fucking amazingly awful, and I still listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's necessarily awful, but yeah, it's it's something. No, it's totally still on the rotation on my phone whenever I, whenever I uh, listen to music in the car. I still listen to that stuff. And I it puts you. a smile on my face every time I hear it. <laughs> but... uh but yeah, no, those games are a lot of fun. Uh, two, I guess the Torna update was supposed to make it a little bit easier. I just didn't do it just because the first one kind of, or X, I feel like. Xeno 2 just kind of turned me off. I don't know. I don't want to harp on it for too long, but if, if you haven't played Ease 8, play that game. That game's amazing. That's okay, like probably fair, my favorite RPG enough. on us uh, on the Switch. It's kind of, it's a more actiony RPG, but it's easier. It's like kind of like it's almost like Bayonetta, sorta, but not as complicated in the in the combat. But there's an RPG okay. also, an exploration. So I had a blast with that game. That was like my favorite game of last year. I'll have to but, check it out. Then. Dope. Yeah. But what were you we talking about? Oh yeah, the redesigns. <laughs> uh, is there so so um so you don't have a Switch, Chris? You, you mentioned it earlier. No, what? I've got I I grew up with a GameCube and an N64. I've played a bunch of Wii. I had a Switch when Dylan and I lived together, and I could use his. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I am bereft of console. It's his fault. He left. Yeah, exactly. It is my <laughs> <laughs> what would it what would it take for you to get one? For to I get a switch. Very much want to make it cheaper. It would take being slightly more financially stable. Sure. Like, yeah. Be, it would take having a career that uh, that paid the bills that was not cashiering. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. it's it's definitely on my list of things I want to buy at some point in the near future. Next time I get a good paying gig, that might be my treat to myself. Yeah, you, you lay on the roll of a lifetime. And yeah, exactly. And then enough money to buy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll need it for all that downtime while you're acting, while you're waiting for yeah, the lights to get set up or whatever. Super depending Nintendo, on what you're. Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knew about it back then. Like we've always talked about, like how weird it was to buy two systems at once. But Biggie knew. <laughs> He knew oh, yeah. back then having both of them. That was the life. Get them both. You don't want to alienate any of the people that were hanging out with him, you know, after the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he had some friends that were probably on the on one side or the other. Right, right. <laughs> so if so if there is a new version and they like do you think they cut down the price of the regular one? Like if they did a brand new switch. I mean, or the, or so the light I feel like they would the have stock. to. Or like get, I feel like they'd have to drop down the price of the regular one. And then I what I'm curious about is do you think the regular one will drop down lower than the like switch casual or whatever they end up calling it. I don't know because I think the casual one will be the cheaper one, right? I figured that would yeah. be would, like the two hundred. I think it would almost one. have to be the cheaper one, but yeah, right. Will it be cheaper than whatever they discount like switch so. original to? I mean, I feel like they did the same thing with like two DS or like two DS XL because those are. I guess that's true. Because what two DS XLs are what like one fifty now still? I think some something around that, and I think the regular three DSs are maybe two. So I mean, I think they're still kind of yeah. And the wedge is. I think it'll 80. go down to the price of a regular, <laughs> regular 3DS, whatever that is, like 189 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're trying to make it drop. the new 3DS, right? So they'll yeah. relatively match that price. Mm. And yeah. then I think the current switch will stick around until a stock is out, and then we'll just have the Pro and the Light. Maybe I could see that. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. You know, I'm. 
I, I am at least happy. This answers a lot of those questions. I keep theorizing at the end of every year that this is going to be the year we hear about the successor to the 3DS. Yeah, you, you said that a few times on the show. And it hasn't happened yet, but I, but it totally makes sense, like, just on a purely logical level. Like, get everybody over to the Switch ecosystem by having some intermediate yeah. device mm-hmm. that bridges the gap. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. I think that's uh, we've said enough on that for right now. I, I want to say something that we didn't get to say last week, but um, I know John has talked about it. So, uh, so what is it? Uh, Saints Row Three, Saints Row the yep. Third is being released at forty dollars for Ugh. the Switch. Is that? Are you, are you still Good. sold? Are you still sold on that, John? Because I'm, I'm like immediately no on that one. I'm not. Paying, <laughs> I'm not paying. I have to look at more to, to see what the game is about. I've not really looked. I mean, the game is great. It too much. It's great. I just forty dollars is stupid. It shouldn't be that forty dollars is a lot for a seven or eight year old game. That's fair. Oh, wow. It is that old, yeah. isn't it? it? Might be older than that. I don't know because I feel yeah, like yeah. I. Well, I, I played it. I played it through PlayStation Plus for free, and I really enjoyed it to where. When I didn't have PlayStation Plus, I bought it again, but I bought it for like ten dollars, you know, used. Mm, yeah, it's not what I, mean, I really want is GTA Five. So it's a question of how much do I want yeah. a GTA Five type game? Do I want that for forty bucks? I think for forty bucks, I would I would want it to be GTA Five. Yeah, right, right. Well, that's GTA Five came good. after it, even so. Yeah, GTA Five came out way way after it. So right. Maybe you'll see some yeah. influence that influenced uh, GTA Five. Maybe so. I mean, the the fun thing about Saints Row is, like, it's basically like GTA V if it wasn't trying to be serious in any way and just ridiculous all constantly. I mean, you can beat people up with giant dildos in that game. And you can also make it's- your characters practically naked and run around, like, you know, like that type of thing. So it's just it's just a ridiculously dumb, like, it, it's very all about, like, being a game and just being ridiculous, you know. And that's kind of what I liked about it. It didn't really take itself seriously. It's like Goat Simulator, but... No, it's not. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not good. It, it actually plays well, and it's actually enjoyable to play. It's got, it's, it's got a little bit of polish, I would hope. No, yeah. no, it's forty dollars. It's not something that's so. it's not something that's fun for like five minutes, and then you never touch it again. Interesting no, it fact: I, I I bring it up every time we talk about the game, but it was it was made in the town I live in. So, oh yeah, I feel like I Saints should get Row. a discount since I live here. Saints Row. <laughs> well, then you should track down somebody who made it since you live there. Or bring some like free barbecue to him or something, and see just, if just be like, "Hey man, hey, uh, come talk about Saints Row. Hunt him down." I don't know. I I was I, I thought about like doing. I mean, like having like a. I mean, we couldn't do a whole episode out of it, but being like, uh, "What is the price of nostalgia, or what is the price of porting an old game to Switch? Like, what? How much will you pay for that?" Yeah, for, I don't know. I f- I feel like that game is going to come down to like. 20 pretty fast it'll probably drop pretty quickly it, like it i think i'll wait depends on the game yeah i mean like i i was super excited about turok but if turok was 30 I, I would probably still buy it but i'd be like not as happy about it but i think 1999 is the perfect release price for that type of game like i think 20 yeah. 20 is great for me i'll buy almost anything for 20 like if it's within within reason you know but that's fair right but it's but if it's like if it's an older game that's getting re-released, like you know, um, like uh, special edition or something, yeah, yeah, well, like remastered, is, like, it, the remastered is this even a remastered or is it just the, the old game? I think it's just a port, and it's supposed to have really? well, it's supposed to have a lot of the DLC, but it's not all of the DLC, so that's also mm. kind of like oh, that's something weird. weird. But you think you think they for forty dollars at this point yeah. they have the whole <laughs> right. package? Yeah, it's supposed to be kind of like a I don't know, like game of the year edition. Do you even expect to be okay. called something like the whole package? Being as campy as it is, I think yeah, it, I exactly. think it is called that though. Is it? It's called the full package. 
Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. I okay. That name. Maybe you overheard that when you were walking down the street and you heard one of the developers talking about it. Yeah. In your neighborhood. I was going to say, it's called, it's <laughs> oh, called yeah, the full package. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, we'll see how desperate you are for, uh, for one of those type games. I'm not yeah, that desperate. Not 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got a, the re-release of The World Ends With You, and it was... World Ends With You was one of my favorite DS games, but that $40, it was not worth it, unfortunately. So Did you uh, did you play it handheld, or did you play it docked? Um, a little bit of both, but once I played it docked, I'm like, yeah, no, you have to play this game handheld. <laughs> yeah, that's what killed me about it, because I was like, oh, it's two-player. I was like, oh, cool, I, I could play with my fiancé. And then I, they're like... They're like, no, <laughs> they're like the two player doesn't work. Playing it dock does not work. And I'm like, okay, well then I'm not, yeah, gonna, I'm not getting it's, it. Then. It's rough. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to play it handheld. I already have it handheld. I already have it for DS. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like I've, I've bitched about it before. Like that's what killed me about let's go. Is it let's go pretty mm-hmm. much. If you want if you don't want to feel like you're playing a baby game, you have to play it handheld. <laughs> cause you know, <laughs> cause it, it, well, cause it forces you to do the stupid motion control, like on the TV and that just kills yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to do that. I want to just... It doesn't make any sense. Like, you can play it with actual buttons and, and like, movement, you know, moving the joystick in the handheld, but mm-hmm. they couldn't figure out how to make that a pro controller situation. They couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, in the, yeah. And, and it just kills me, because I, like... I play my Switch 90% of the time on the dock, so it's like, come on, guys. Like, I... Yeah. I just yeah, can't. no, I yeah, guess. I can't. I can't do uh, it. I can't even. So, uh... I just wanted yeah. to put in my piece on, like, $40 <laughs> for a re-release of a 10-ish year old game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to hear a perspective on the game, too, since none of us have it. Well, we're not mm. <laughs> Switch, at least. Yeah, yeah. I won which game? Uh, the World Ends With You. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, because we didn't, uh, we didn't even really cover it because we didn't, yeah. Like, from what I yeah. heard, it just wasn't, yeah. It didn't. It doesn't work well in the dock and the two-player. You can't really do it, so it's like that's kind of what I was looking for, like, to play it as a co-op game, but yeah, yeah, that's that's why I got it, yeah. and yeah, no, it it did not deliver. <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. It's really disappointing. Yeah, 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 because it's a really cool game, and uh, I don't know, it never went on sale, so I don't know if uh, like well, there was a new there was like a newish uh, Square sale, but it wasn't in there. So just just get it on your phone or get the original, like the Switch versions. I I can't in good consciousness, <laughs> like conscience, rather like mm-hmm. recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched, um, or no, I, I have it. <laughs> I, ha- I have it on the, uh, I have okay. it on the DS. Well, so. I guess to all the listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no, I, I bought it. Yeah, I bought it when it came out on, on the DS. So I have that version. And it's just, mm-hmm. like I said, I was I would just get it for the multiplayer, but that didn't work. So, yeah. so yeah, it's unfortunate. I was I said why well, I watched because I forgot. I completely forgot that there was a Labo VR video that happened. There was, yeah. Between so, episodes. Nope. Let's talk about that. It's a pretty nice video. Sure, yeah. It went into depth. And, you know, for me, when I heard about Labo VR, I I knew I was going to buy it. But it was like, um, I was a little bit like, I don't know. I know it's going to be mini games and stuff. So I didn't know if I was going to be satisfied with it. But after this video, I'm much more confident. I think it looks like a probably, to me, having not played the other ones, maybe the most complete Labo package. Because mm. not only does it have all the different... Um, you know, things you can, you can make and everything, but, uh, there's something called the VR Plaza, which has 64 mini games. Oh, yo. Um, that's a good number. That's a, 
good yeah. solid Nintendo number. <laughs> yeah, that's very Nintendo number. Uh, yeah, and then that you also that you you've got the Toy Con Garage where you can make your own VR games. I'm very intrigued by that. Yeah, that, that was. I think it's how you can make sixty four of your own games to to bring it to a whopping hundred twenty four games. games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that uh the whole like make your own game thing sound really interesting because yeah, it showed them like making a character that's running around and like you could kind of make like a three D platformer out of it even. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm wondering, I don't think it was in the video, but do you think you could share stuff? Like, there's probably not going to be. You can't say. I'm wondering about that too. I, th- I think it said that you can't. Yeah. If I, if something I read. Um, oh yeah, because they'd have to police all that. Well, why don't yeah. they do a, what a kind of crazy VR game? Well, like a download make. code, but who knows yeah. how complicated, how long of a code that would be? Because I, because yeah. I don't think I don't think I have the patience to like create my own game like that. But I would definitely love to play other people's games. Heck yeah, I would. yeah. You know, like a war, like a like a Mario Maker, like a, a VR Labo or whatever. Like I, I feel like that would make it more appealing to me because then it'd be that like, would make it much more appealing. Yeah. Like, oh, I can. It's like you know, it's like RPG Maker that's like free and you can just play other people's RPGs and all that. Like that's that was always a fun thing that I like doing with the create your own stuff is the ability to play what other people made. See, I want this. I want it just because of the like the 3D art thing. Which John, you said you've played a Google version of that paintbrush yeah. or something you call it's it. Called Google Tilt Brush. Oh Google yeah, yeah. I forgot so about I, I want to try that. Like that looks freaking cool. Like drawing in three dimensions and oh yeah, space. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like to me. That seems like it might be worth the money on its own. The way they've solved the problem with having a VR controller is pretty ingenious. Making it attached to the um, to the mask. And then forcing the controller to always point back with the camera at the spots at, on on the mask. Oh yeah. So basically, like with a regular VR system, like the the Vive or the Oculus, you have the camera mounted in the room, and then you have the headset, which has special markings or sensors on it or divots. In the case of the the Vive, that the camera reads as you move around. Right. They've kind of made the inverse of that, where the markings are fixed and the camera is the thing that moves with the Joy-Con controller. Mm. But uh, making it with the arm, the movable arm, that's actually the elephant trunk, mm. and having the ca- camera always face back at the at the mask is a pretty ingenious, inexpensive solution. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know all the technology of, of VR and all that, but it's from making the piano, like it's all interesting with the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the way the reflective tape interacts with the IR the air camera and all that, which which yeah. I forgot yeah. forgot to mention that earlier. But do you think they would they would have to probably remove that too, right? From their casual switch version, will be like take the little camera thing off of the right Joy-Con. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, what were you going to say, Dylan? Oh, uh, I was going to say that uh, I'm looking at the trailer again, and I I really dig the idea of making your own, or rather, building your own controller or peripheral. Like I'm looking at the uh, the wind pedal for the the one like frog jumping oh, that, game. It's oh, so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> and like uh, to like make your own peripheral that in addition to you know the process of creating that you also have you know Nintendo thought to make it so that you get like that feedback with the the pedal. Yep. I, I don't know. I just really dig that. That's a really cool. I also read concept. something about how that was like that's partially to help with uh, like motion sickness. Really? If you create if you create a like a actual like feedback physical feedback to motion, it makes your mm-hmm. brain a little less confused about moving around in VR space. Interesting. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I really dig that. Yeah, it makes. It, I was like pretty much not into it to start with, but the video does make it seem like a lot more appealing. Yeah, but then again, I think I'm still gonna wait till it's twenty dollars. 
<laughs> I mean, it's yeah, from, they did actually announce the the price, which wasn't announced initially. Um, oh, I it was. Did, did, we, 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 we talked about it before. Did they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we, okay. we talked about yeah, it on I'm the wrong. show. Well, it's because it's $40 for the basic set with the bazooka, and then there's an $80 one with all of it in there, correct? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm pretty sure we talked about that before. Maybe we did. They also have the exclusive uh, Labo storage box. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was that hilarious. It's a yeah, it's a cardboard box that says Labo on it, pretty much. That right. that'll be it my exactly like an office paper box. <laughs> yep, except it says Labo on it. It, it. it 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 would be even funnier if it like if it came with a cartridge and you had to like assemble it yourself, and there's like <laughs> some sort of really dumb demo that's in there that you have to do with it, where you have to like stack it like next to a bunch of other ones or something. <laughs> that would be a that'd be funnier if it was officially Nintendo made. But no, like yeah, all the stuff they have in there, like with shooting the aliens and all that. Like, I mean, it looks like a light gun game, but still, like, I don't know. It looks fun. I just I don't know if I can go full price on it, especially with all that stuff coming out. Yeah, and, and I'm doing see... it out of, of just pure curiosity. I want to see Nintendo do VR. Uh-huh. You know, whatever their first attempt at VR was, and I, of course, aside from the Virtual to... Boy. Yeah, uh, I was gonna get it. So yeah, I, uh, I'm excited. For I did it. see. Yeah, I saw an interesting thing. I saw in the video. Just go back to what you were saying about the box. There, it looks like there's actually like a one of the things within the software is showing you how to arrange your labo in the most tidy way. Mm. So not even just in a box, but it shows shows like people like hanging there, like the elephant mask on the wall, and having like <laughs> everything just stacked up a certain way to where it fits in a perfectly tidy like small footprint. Mm-hmm. So Nintendo's definitely wanting to like push the push that you should display your Labo and you shouldn't just have them thrown in the closet like I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I don't My know. cats want to eat them, so I gotta. Oh sure, yeah. They love, gotta be hidden. Love to chew that's, in that cardboard. Yeah, it looks a lot. It looks a lot more inter- interesting now that there's video out for it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, did you get the Labo, Dylan? Uh, probably not, right? Uh, no, I am too broke for that. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I paid. Yeah, I paid like 80 bucks for it when it came out. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I stand by my decision. <laughs> I, I really like too. it as a concept, and I would I would love to get it and build it with like my baby cousins or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, VR Labo definitely looks like, you know, that looks like something interesting. I would definitely, you know, maybe not drop $80 into that, but I would definitely drop some some money into that. Yeah. I mean, it's very Just much like novelty. It's like it's very much all about the journey, not the destination. Is what a yeah Labo is like. The building the stuff was really fun, and then it was like, okay, now I have a thing. Like if you know how to play music, the piano is really really cool. But yeah, aside from that, everything was just like, all right, yeah, we got some demos. You know? I mean, I I bought a couple model kits at C two E two. I do like building stuff and following directions and all that. It's yeah. very soothing. Sure. Yeah, that that's the really fun part of it. Is it's like the instructions are really fun. The music's great. I actually like uh, recorded all the music off of there and put it on YouTube. And it's a, uh, I still get I still get comments about that. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's probably like that in the golf story soundtrack. I get the most comments and views about on our, on mm-hmm. our YouTube channel. So I'm still Labo's still giving back. But yeah, <laughs> no, I mean we'll see. So uh, so I guess all those Persona Five rumors got put to rest somewhat. Did they? Uh, yeah. Well, there was a so there was a video, uh, Persona Five: The Royal. That's what it's called, with a new female character in there, and uh, no mention of a Switch version. But people are still holding out hope on that because I, I mean, guess the trailer pa- was the trailer was really an announcement for an 
like yeah, that's a tongue twister. It was an announcement for an announcement, so we're yeah. <laughs> kind of waiting on actual information. Right, because there's still going to be another thing, right, that's going to be around the time of when the character, when Joker drops in the Smash Brothers game, right? Yeah, that's is what, what I'm thinking. Is what I gathered from it, that there's going to be another announcement, so people think that maybe that'll be Switch after that? I don't know. It would bum me out if there's not, if Persona doesn't end up being on Switch in some way. I would yeah. really like them to just re-release 3 and 4. Like, just, just do that. Those games are great. Be nice. Just put them on there. Yeah. You know, it'd be really cool to see, like, a... Because I don't think 3 really got, like, a great redo. Like, they did one on PSP, but it took some stuff away from yeah. it that was on PS2. So it's like, why don't you just do a better version that has all that stuff in there? Do, like, do like kind of the Dragon Quest Eleven thing, where you're, like, you yeah. know, combining all of the stuff that's out, that you know, that didn't come here, you know? I I'd would like, like to, to play Persona 4 Golden without needing to break out my Vita. <laughs> yeah, I never bought a Vita, but I wanted one just to play Persona 4 Golden. Mm. But I but I bought it. I mean, I bought it for PS3, like the the virtual console version for like really like $5. Like it was so cheap. Yeah. But and it's a lot of fun, but I would love to play it on Switch. I'd love to play it portable, you know. Yeah. And I'd like to play that golden version. I never never played that version of it. So And I and with how long those games are, like they're all like 100 hours plus or whatever. It, mm-hmm. I feel my. I feel that I have a better chance of getting through them if they're portable. Also, I guess, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it helps that uh, Persona Four Golden you can fast forward through cutscenes. So especially if you've already played the game, it's a oh, nice okay. time saver. Yeah, you can kind of like do the sort of like the Final Fantasy Seven thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, we'll. St- I'm still hoping for something to come out of it later. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out mm. as, as it goes. Uh, what else do we got? Samurai Showdown, the new one, is coming to yes. Switch. I'm excited about that. I love those games. The remake. Yeah, well, That's... I mean, it looks like. It, am I correct? It looks like it's using the same art style as uh, as uh, Street Fighter Four and Five. Is that, it's is close. that correct? Yeah, I think it's using the same engine. Like, is it was that made Unreal Four as well? I believe Street Fighter so. Five was. Yeah, but but you know what I'm talking about, right? The like the way the characters are designed. Like, I watched the trailer yeah. for it last night, but yeah, it reminds me a lot of the way of the way the 3D is in uh, in Street Fighter, and it looks yeah. it looks really good. And it's also um, I was wondering about that because that's on Evo. That was scheduled for Evo. Uh, yeah, Samurai Showdown is. But I had not seen anything anything of the game, but now it's going to be on Switch too, which is good. Yeah, Samurai Showdown. That up. game. Mm-hmm. What's up? Is that uh, what I was remember about, about that game? Is that it was the first time I ever saw the word samurai. I was like maybe in second grade or something, and mm. I, it was at a Pizza Hut, the, the arcade. <laughs> and uh, so I looked at it, and I thought, I thought it was Samari. <laughs> and so, like for years, like and like into high school, I would always pronounce the word samurai Samari. Oh. I, I thought that was that game Samari Showdown. <laughs> I like Samari. No, yeah. Samurai. Yeah, That's no, what I, I think of. I think for us, like my first exposure to that word was probably Samurai Jack. So, yep. Uh, okay, yeah, we yeah. we were uh... we had the benefit of a voice actor saying the word. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> Are you guys excited? I just for... love you that you have the uh, maybe the one case of someone in a Pizza Hut becoming more more culturally aware. <laughs> hey man that that was the day way back then right right when uh when we would see man i i can't be, i mean i haven't been a pizza hut in a long time but i was like i can't remember yeah, the last time i was on a pizza hut that had an arcade machine also you know it's like yeah yeah usually like i just realized between USA. like yeah. between samari samurai showdown and ninja turtles like all of my ninja experiences centered around pizza hut 
like from the root. <laughs> <laughs> it had originated there some, somehow. That's where all the joy comes from. Is the pizza. I guess so. <laughs> pizza uh, ninjas, man. So Samurai Showdown is uh, personally my favorite SNK fighting game franchise, so I'm really excited to play the new one. That's going to be really cool. More than uh, King of Fighters? I like King of Fighters, but it's just like too much for me. Sure. Like I get overwhelmed because yeah. of the size of the roster, the fact that you need a team of three characters. There's like so many different systems involved. Samurai Showdown is like very much like whiff and punish. You got to commit to every attack and it's very weighty in comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I like a lot of SNK stuff. Uh, I'm a, uh, I like Samurai Showdown. I, I haven't gotten into it as much as the other ones. Like I played, I played a lot of world heroes when I was a kid on super Nintendo, probably because it was a lot like street fighter. And I liked that too. So I was fine. Just, playing another thing um what was it uh garrow mark of the wolves i thought that that's, game was really that's awesome also one of my favorites on the switch i was gonna say like that's probably my favorite snk fighter mm-hmm. that i've played in a long time it just it just plays right to me it just feels right you know yeah so for I me it's a, like sam show four then after that grow and then after that like king of fighters 13 oh yeah that one was fun too i forgot yeah. about that yeah i think that was a playstation plus game also that was the one that was all like hand drawn right and it kind of looked like yeah uh, yeah Kind of looked like the um, uh, what's it? Guilty Gear. Kind of looked like yeah. Guilty Gear and uh, Blaze Blue and those type of games. Which I like those games too. I just haven't. I don't have unlimited money, so I can't just uh, buy <laughs> buy all the fighting games in the world, which I'd like to. Oh, if oh, if we could. Which, <laughs> which uh, speaking of which, I'm not really a fan. Maybe it was. I kind of aged out of it, but but mm. that Power Rangers fighting game like just came out today for the Switch. Wait. What I yeah. want to hear people's impressions on that because like a lot of people were saying it it has the look of like old school Marvel games or Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if it's any good, but like a lot of people are like, oh, maybe this will be something worth watching. So I yeah, guess we'll learn. We're doing. Uh, well, I mentioned earlier earlier that there. Well, by the time this will post, it will be posted. It will have already happened, but. There's a you know there's an I play games meetup tonight at Emporium and uh, Kevin has already talked about having uh, Power Rangers there as well so he's he he put out a message to like the to the event saying like hey does anybody have this I want to play this and somebody mm-hmm. said they already had it and then I was like hey man it's only nineteen bucks so or nineteen ninety nine so <laughs> it's pretty easy to get I mean I'm not going to get it because I'm not a Power Rangers fan but if for some reason it sways me tonight I mean I'll get to play it is what I'm saying so next week. I can give uh, give updates on that and all that, and I'll let I'll let you guys know. Message you, if, yeah. If I, think I would love to hear your impression. Yeah, because I I don't really yeah I just Power Rangers was completely missed me. I was like that was that <laughs> year, that was like the, that was the year where I just like gave up on everything. It was like when uh was when Spice Girls was popular and like and Power Rangers. So I like gave up on like TV and mainstream music like at the same time. <laughs> I was like the world I was like the world has left me. It's left me behind. <laughs> I don't understand things and I don't care. It's kind of to me, I remember felt. I was like mad at Power Rangers because all of a sudden they were playing less of Ninja Turtles mm. like stuff. Oh, like, sure. Like, and I felt like Power Rangers was trying to replace Ninja Turtles. I was Team Ninja Turtles. And I thought those were like, <laughs> the bad guys. I actually had so I, I didn't like Power Rangers. I actually had a similar experience with it too because I was like I didn't understand the way the way life worked and all that. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is just a ripoff of Godzilla. Fuck this, you know. I like Godzilla. I was on the team. <laughs> You're right. I was on Team Godzilla. I mean, it's part of that genre, but you didn't know it. Yeah, but I didn't realize that it was that it is a Japanese show and all that, and that they it was basically America being incredibly cheap 
you know, but made a lot of money off of it. But uh, apparently, the the Megazord—that's what the Godzilla-like moments are called. Apparently, that's inspired by an old '70s Japanese Spider-Man TV series. Oh, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was all inspired by like Gotcha Force because that was like the original original mm-hmm. robots come together to make a giant yeah. giant robot, and that was like a '60s like Tatsunoku cartoon. Yeah. Um, but I think. Uh, yeah, I think what happened was uh, Spider-Man was the first one to do that in live action. Uh, that that where it wasn't like you know he doesn't turn into a giant; he calls a giant robot or something like that. And so the the people behind Super Sentai, the Power Rangers people, they're like, "Oh, we got to do that. That's awesome." Oh, okay. Because I know they had they did combine into something on uh, on Gacha Force, but I haven't watched that much of it, so I don't know. I, all I really played was Capcom versus Tatsunoku, which was a lot of fun. But yeah. they were in there. And also completely not video game related at all. But hey, it uh, was a 40-year anniversary of Gundam. From oh, yeah. Happy birthday. I saw stuff that. about that. So, Which I've been watching that too. Which that's like kind of along the same lines of all that stuff. Mm. The old school giant robot stuff. But yeah, and apparently so there's a Switch game coming out of that too. Like SD Gundam something. Oh, yo. Yeah. But I think it's, it, it's probably only going to be in Japanese. And only through the Rob. eShop. But that's the great thing about the switch is I love how you can play anything on it. Like it's completely region free. So, or you can do like I did and just hop on the Japanese eShop and buy Phoenix, Wright Like a month ahead of time, if you want, <laughs> you know, and just fully play it. And I, I do that with Jap- I do that with Japanese demos too, which I think there's actually supposed to be a Gundam one there at some point. I don't know. Uh, that'll be, that'll be for next week. But yeah, I'm not even sure what we were talking about there. We kind of just let, did the, fun. Uh, we were talking about power Rangers fighting game. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's spiraled and all that other stuff, but that's the fun <laughs> thing about podcasting. <laughs> So let's just run over a couple more things. Uh, the Streets of Rage Four gameplay has happened. Did you watch that? I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'm sure. Yeah, you I did. watched it. So yeah, the gameplay footage was revealed for the first time. Has me a little bit more confident about it. You know, I was unsure about the art style. Mm-hmm. But I get it now. It's like a Saturday morning cartoon. I still wish they like would throw a little bit more dirt on it and like yeah. make it more punk. Mm-hmm. I feel but, the same um, way. Yeah. So it, 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 I don't know. I'm op- I'm optimistic, and I will. In all likelihood, get it. I mean, Streets I'll, rage. You know, if it's got to get it. If it's under twenty bucks, I'll, I'm there. Like I said, twenty yep. bucks is my is my great price for things. Twenty dollars, cool, no problem. That's, I mean, yeah, that's that's fine for me for, for buying games. And I love yeah. Streets of Rage too. It's like one. Of, it's like my favorite fighting, like a beat 'em up type game. So mm-hmm. I'm in every beat 'em up I've played has been chasing the shadow of Streets of Rage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. I love Streets of Rage too. It's so good. Oh yeah, I, I have the I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I, I, nice. of, one, oh, of one good. of one and two, <laughs> and God, I love those soundtracks. They're so good. I also um, uh, what was it? Uh, Final Fight Three was up, was up there for me too. Like that game was a lot of fun. I'll have to check that one out. It's a Super Nintendo. Well, you can get it. You can get it on 3DS actually uh, through Virtual oh, Console. Cool. But um, yeah, it's basically similar. It's basically what every beat 'em up should be, in my opinion. Like, there's a Street Fighter style moves in there that you do, like with a button combination. There's super mm-hmm. moves. There's a super meter. There's a different. You, there's different ways you can go depending on like what you do in each level. Like, so there's branching pathways. Okay, it's a lot of fun, and it's way faster than any other ones. Like I, I always say that one in Streets of Rage Two are like my favorite beat 'em up games. So yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't. Cool. But yeah, no, it's, there's more stuff about that. I think it's going to be playable at PAX East, too, so hopefully we'll have some stuff to talk about that in the future. Was it SteamWorld Quest has a date? It's available for preload now on the e on the eShop. That's that card RPG game that uh, 
image and form. They're putting it out, and uh, I'm still kind of not sure on that one, but I'll probably end up getting it just because RPGs and robots and all that. Mm. Uh, Apple is is in the is in the running for a new new uh, thing that I don't care about in video games, but uh, I guess we'll talk about that. <laughs> And you're in, you're part of the Apple ecosystem, so that's. I have an Apple phone, but I don't play games on it. Yeah, I don't play mm-hmm. games on my mobile phone. And and speaking of which, like we talked about Stadia last week, but I feel like everybody's been like hating on that system from what I've heard on <laughs> what I've I mean, heard on other podcasts. Everything I've heard about it is basically just like, <laughs> this is a cool idea. It'll never work. Ninety <laughs> percent of people in the world do not live in a situation. Do not have like the golden situation that will make this actually good. And right? and Google likes to give up on things. Like apparently yeah. they, what they had to, they were trying to put fiber like in like in some areas and ended up tearing it up and just causing a mess. And yeah, it's going to be part of Google Graveyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I kind of said it before. The the reason I think it'll work is that. It's sort of Google's Trojan horse. They want everything to be on the cloud. And if they can make gaming work on the cloud, which re- relies on, you know, um, reliable inputs and, and low latency, then they can make anything work. And I think that Apple, similarly, is just kind of like closing the gap on all the different content that they offer. They have music, books, um, you know, all the other stuff. Gaming was the big one that was absent. Um, they got to, they got to do it because they, they're doing everything else. So yeah. I, I think they're going to put all their energy into making it work in whatever way it's going to work. Um, it's going to be a subscription service, which, you know, I'm getting a little bit of subscription fatigue with all these different services coming out and yeah. on top of their like TV plus and everything. But, um, you know, if they could roll it into some appealing package where I can get the, the Apple TV plus the news, the games and all the above for you know a reasonable price. I just want to pay ten bucks for each thing. Maybe I would do it. I don't know. From but. it, it seems like their business structure. There's a lot of problems with that, though. From what I've heard, like I guess they're gonna whatever you pay into Apple Arcade is gonna go to whatever company has the game that's played the most. So it's like mm. you're probably gonna run into the same problem again, like with the uh, iOS App Store where. Basically, everything disappears that you put in there unless it gets featured or whatever. So that's kind of what I've heard for it. I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I don't really care about it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, they did bring out some of the heavy hitters. Like they have, uh, they had Hironobu Sakaguchi on the yeah. video that announcing that he has a game called Fantasian coming out exclusively for the Apple platform. Um, yeah. So. They have a Sonic game coming out, Sonic Racing. Well, I mean, there's a Sonic game Lego coming game, out for yeah. Switch, too. It's called Sonic Team yeah, Racing. I mean, I'm already yeah. getting it. <laughs> but, you know, they're not just relying on on the indies, you know, like they did when, when gaming was coming up on the iPhone and everything. Hmm. It's uh, They're putting a real effort behind it. So yeah. I Although, think they'll figure out a way to make it work. Isn't Sakaguchi mainly doing indie-type games now, though? Oh, yeah, Fan- Fantasian is on there. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It's just I feel like it's just another company just trying to like build another thing. Yeah, yeah. I'd like uh what was it a uh, part of their get their uh, part of the market share really. Just want, mm-hmm. want all the money. 
was it a Cat Bailey of uh, Axe of the Blood God? We like to talk about her show, but she put on Twitter. This is how she described it: uh, "Quote, you you let people make stores and businesses on your land. When the infrastructure breaks down, you fix nothing. Instead, you create a new gated neighborhood within the old one, and then you change and then you charge for access to that. That's basically the <laughs> Apple Arcade. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Wow." Yeah. So, <laughs> did, you, did anybody just as an aside? Did anybody see the like the the shade that Spotify threw at Apple recently? Like that whole like no. ad that they took out telling Apple to re- to reduce their regulations because you can't use you can't use Spotify with Siri, so you can't say like I think you can use Spotify on Apple, but you can't be like Hey Siri, play uh, the Killers or whatever you listen to. Oh, so like, you it can't, won't do it. Right, it won't you do it. to start up Spotify, but you can't say a specific thing. Oh. So basically, they just yeah. go on this huge rant about you know with cute little animations about how Apple's like doing exactly kind of what Trey just quoted the 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 podcaster we listened to about like creating new like gates along the way just so that only their stuff can shine through. Yeah, with like the total operating system. Well, it's kind of like a well, it's kind of like the Google was it um Google Chrome and. uh and like Apple Fire or Stick. Amazon Fire Stick, whatever. Like you can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you couldn't use Apple. You can use Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you still can't stream Amazon Prime through Chromecast. Like I, I have it, and I can't mm. do it just because they don't. Yeah, and I guess uh, but, if, but Spotify's Spotify's angle is like you know we're not a tech company. We're just uh, we're just providing this one service, so mm. don't treat us like another tech company. For sure. Well, I th- I think that's all the news that we have for this week. Um, we're about we're about at episode level, so I think uh, we're gonna wrap it up here. I, know, I, I think know it's it- cool to mention because you mentioned the um, the the uh, cadence of Hyrule earlier, just really briefly. That it's the people that did the uh, the art for Sonic Mania, the pixel artists. They're doing the art for for cadence of Hyrule. Oh, dope. Pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it looks that that's actually part of what intrigued me so much about it. Is I thought it looked great. We all love that game, so I think it's the, uh, cool that those mm. arts are getting used for that game. Uh, Necro Dancer does not look as good as what we saw in the Nindies showcase, but it basically gives me the idea. It's kind I of think what, they had a bigger budget for. for this time. This yeah, time. I'm just that's guessing. what it's Oh yeah, no, it looks yeah, it looks way way better. But I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still fun for what it is. Like I said, I suck yeah. at it, but I want to try to. And get that Nintendo, this is the you know Nintendo because we mentioned it last time. Um, like it's crazy that Nintendo gave them essentially like. The, the Zelda license to do something with, and yeah, that's it, it appears wild. the developers, yeah, the de- developers said, hey, you know, let's approach Nintendo and see if maybe we could have some uh, Zelda DLC, just you know, like Soul Calibur did or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And like Nintendo was like, uh, actually, how about you just make the whole game about? It? <laughs> <laughs> you like, do this. What? We don't want to. Yeah. Right. And so now Nintendo's probably throwing money at it. I imagine. Oh sure. So yeah. That, that's why they they that it's like more uh, polished. Because Nintendo wouldn't allow their, they usually don't allow their characters to be used in unpolished ways. Mm, yeah. yeah, for sure. Not since Phillips. A- apparently, that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, the same thing with Cuphead, right? That Cuphead was originally that they really wanted to be on Switch, and they kind of approached Nintendo. That's what I heard, or Microsoft mm. was. So with people this are... whole Microsoft Nintendo cross pollination, I really, really, really want Rare, uh, Rare, that Rare collection. Yeah. That's the only other game I wanted on that. It's perfect. It was, I mean, it was, it was Cuphead in the Rare Collection. Yeah, why yeah. can't they? I mean, hey, we don't know. There might be another thing there. But yeah, like with Microsoft doing all this stuff with Nintendo, it's like maybe that'll bring Rare back to Nintendo as well, and it'll be mm. it'll like be great. Games. We can play Jet Force Gemini and remember how it wasn't that great of a game to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
That's how I feel about that game. I didn't really like it that much when it came out, and I probably won't like it now. But yeah, no, I think I think that's our show for the week. Um, thanks, thanks, guys, for coming on. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, it was a it pleasure, was fun. man. Make cool sure, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it good to talk to you. Um, where can everybody find you on the internet? We are at our our site is bsgpod.com. We've got all of our episodes there. We've also got bios and a contact page and things like that. Um, uh, on social media, you can find us on Facebook. We have a Twitter. Our handle is at BSG underscore cast. And you can also find us on YouTube. Cool. Yeah. And our episodes are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store. Nice. Yeah. yeah. If you if you liked what we had to add to this, come give us a listen, too. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, I'll put totally. a I'll put a link to the um, website on the on the details of this episode. So. Oh, take awesome. a listen Thank you. right here, or take a look on your uh, podcast player of choice, and you should be able to find it on there. But yeah, um, and and uh, and you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com. Um, we're on uh, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash nintendomainpodcast. I do streams late night, Tuesday and Friday, 2 a.m. Saturday morning slash Wednesday morning. Um Unless there's like a release, then I'll do stuff at 11, which I said, if somebody's listening to this right when I posted it, I'll be doing Yoshi's Crafted World right now. But um, I also do another show called uh, The Honey Darling Show, or we're, we're just calling it Drunk Monday now, but we just did an episode about Shrill, the show on Hulu, so check that out. You can find it on iTunes and whatnot. Also, we have, we're have we on Spotify as well. Um, I guess uh, Apple won't won't play us if you ask it to, but... Or Siri won't, <laughs> but we have it on there. So you can find that on there. Uh, Unless you play it through the Apple. No, yeah. YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast as well. you find us all on there. And uh, you can send us an email at Nintendo Main Podcast at gmail.com, which you should because then we'll read it on the show. And also, we have we have a Patreon now. Um, there's various different levels, but if you give at the $5 level and above, you can hear extra episodes. We're actually, there's going to be our first expansion pack episode will be up there as you hear this. So check that out at patreon.com slash podcast. And if you want to hear our live show, that's on there as well. And uh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jerry Mikowski. John Litter. And our special guests. I'm Dylan Gregory. Chris Wilson. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye now. Ooh.